Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Podcast episode 104, Uncle Teabag and his mouthful of moon pie. And I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. Yes, uh, Uncle Teabag and his mouthful of moon pie, along with a little Marvin Gaye You'll learn what all that means uh, in this a, episode. There's a story there. There is a story there. <laughs> oh, and what a glorious story it is. Uh, but first, before we get into it, we do have a, a guest with us. We'll introduce him in a second. Just wanted to kind of give a, a brief apology for not having an episode out in quite a while. Uh, Chuck yeah. and I had... Uh, we've been busy. Yeah, we've been busy. We had an unfortunate thing happen where... The, the site that we worked at actually closed, uh, yeah. so we found ourselves unemployed. We've been severed. So, uh, But all things considered, not necessarily a bad thing. We're alive. Uh, we're, we're alive. We're good. They we're, tried to get me down. They can't do it. We're job hunting. Bastards. Uh, they're taking care of us for a while. We're good. So we're good. <laughs> we're good so, for a while. So now we're back. So uh, back in recording, better than ever. So Well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> We've been better, but we're back. <laughs> Um, but joining us for this episode is actually Travis. Uh, he's known as Travaz on the forums. Uh, yeah, Travis, my, my good friend Travis, my my dear friend, <laughs> my dear friend Uncle T Bay. <laughs> Travis, Aww. welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's uh, it's good to be on. Uh, I've uh, been waiting a hundred and four episodes for this. I'm I'm, I'm stoked. Oh yeah, you are. <laughs> well, you, I would have had you on 50 episodes ago, but Ryan's got this control thing. Right. I don't I don't let anyone out on unless I have personally met them and uh, shared a room with them. So 
I, I understand. You have to it's, spoon at a con I, to get on this show. <laughs> Ask Robert. <laughs> um, and also, possibly later tonight, uh, our friend uh, Nick uh, Wolfman Z might be joining us if, if he's able to uh, to uh, sign on with us. Uh, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about uh, Baltimore Con, some general comic talk, and uh, and we're just going to go from there uh, and. Talking about Baltimore Con is the reason why we have Travis on with us because he shared the journey with us. Oh, and what a glorious journey that was! <laughs> um, Someone had their first orange Julius. Yes. I yes yes I uh, I was gonna I'm gonna talk about that. I, I was thinking about that today and the, the glorious orange Julius. Yes. Pop that cherry. So um, so I thought we'd just go th- through the through the weekend. And uh, you guys can just jump in with any memories of whatever the hell happened, the debauchery that it was. So uh, <laughs> Good times, good times. So I thought it was only fitting that we start off with the initial drive out in the morning because, Travis, you are a complete nutcase. Uh, yeah. You're and, a couple hours away from where we are. Yeah, you're you're a few hours away. So when did you have to actually head out? Because you were actually meeting me at my house. Yeah, I live uh, about three and a half hours from... From the palatial uh, estates? <laughs> yes. From, from a lovely... Uh, from where you guys are at, up close to uh, Cleveland. Yes. And uh, being the quote-unquote new guy at the time, I didn't want to be the late guy as well. So <laughs> I, I left... Uh, right around 2.30 in the morning, because I, it was, like I said... About three and a half hours. So I wanted to make sure that driving through Columbus and then uh, lower Cleveland that I wasn't going to, if I was to run into anything, I wouldn't hold everybody else up. So my journey started early, early Friday morning at uh, 2.30 in the morning, made a pit stop in uh, Mansfield at a McDonald's and made it to Ryan's. Hell, they were open that early? Yeah, it was 24-7. Uh, that walked in, had a uh, breakfast burrito, and did a toy run, a figure run over at the Walmart across the street. Nice. Because <laughs> they're open, too. <laughs> yeah, it was a super, super Walmart. So I got my breakfast, and on the way back before I hit the interstate, I saw Walmart, and I went, oh, man, I have never been to that Walmart. I don't even know what's in there. <laughs> cool. Six o'clock in the morning, I, there was there wasn't anything to get, but there was definitely nobody looking for figures or doing a figure. Well, I was going to say you wouldn't have any competition at that time, so one would exactly. hope not. One would hope not. <laughs> um, well, well, don't worry, Travis, because you were not the person running late that morning. <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. Great. <laughs> so, um, so you showed up at my house a uh, little earlier than even I was expecting, but thankfully I was pretty much ready to go just had to load up a couple things and and uh you grabbed at least almost everything that you thought you needed for the show uh yeah it, <laughs> it was uh it, like I said, it's about quarter till or 10 till seven so i did get there a little early it was still dusk a little dark and having uh black carpet or black you know lining in the back of in the trunk of my car where my suitcase and everything is uh Grabbed my suitcase of clothes. I had my messenger bag, and I had this other black box that, like a travel box with some of my comics I was going to get assigned and my ticket 
and our hotel voucher, and I specifically put my ticket and the hotel voucher in there to where I knew I wouldn't forget it. That way, I would have everything that I needed. And, and what happened? Somehow, <laughs> somehow, in between the transfer from uh, from my car to the rental car, um, it, it it just it didn't make it. I don't know how. I know I would not have left my Baltimore ticket in the trunk. So. Yeah, Ryan forgot it, huh? No. <laughs> it was Ryan, now that I think That's about what it. I remember. That's no. what I remember. Oh, in fact, if I remember anything, it was Ryan and his wife, his connection to his wife that saved your ass and getting it. Yes, yes. You're, I am still forever grateful. And fast forward a little bit, you know, we we drove for about 10, 11 hours and not, you know, at the whole time I thought we had everything. And then we we're literally, we're taking everything out of the hotel and I'm going, Oh crap! I don't have my ticket, and and it is because of your wife Ryan that I was even able to enter Baltimore Comic Con. So I am forever in her debt for oh, no, she was happy to amazing scanning abilities. So no no problem. I mean, she is a graphic designer. She's she's well versed at being able to scan something so that she can be, made a ticket that could be used, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's and let's put a correction on that too. You drove for ten some hours. We drove for about six. <laughs> yeah, it all started getting fuzzy around noon. Yeah. Like the time just started going together. Right. That's um, when that's when we took our nap in the back, buddy. So then that, that's true. So then I I uh, we get in the car probably about seven thirty ish, maybe a little bit before then, and uh, Chuck happens to text me, and I didn't notice the text because I you know we were busy transitioning stuff in the cars and i happen to notice just as we're leaving to text him hey we're on our way he goes what time are you picking me up again because chuck did not go pick up his friend nick i was on the way there to do it you were not you were on the way there once i texted you and said we're on our way (laughs) and you said i'm not ready i had to get out of the shower (laughs) and get in well luckily i have travis here to to correctly identify who was the late party out of all of us <laughs> and who would I and may who the have, diva was. <laughs> I may have been hungover. That's all I'm saying. So the day before Con... The odds are good. The day before Con... That I was hungover. He, he went out drinking. <laughs> well, that's what you're supposed to do, right? No, you're supposed to do the weekend of the Con. You're supposed to go out drinking. Well, we did that, too. <laughs> he was pre-gaming. He was, he was getting his liver prepared. Yes. Right, I was prepping. And, uh... Right. It's a it's a show study or something. Needless to say, Chuck was a, was a bit moody. I was tired. <laughs> I had no sleep, and I was hungover. He was moody. <laughs> a little. He, he he was. Uh, it, it was a it was the second time I've met Chuck, but it, it, he definitely was. Um, he's not a morning person. I can, <laughs> no, I can no, say that's that. not true. I am a morning person. It's just when I get some sleep. No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> I have yet to meet Chuck in the morning when he's pleasant. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm nothing if I'm not pleasant. There may have been some jokes made about Chuck needing a Snickers. Can we turn the AC up? I'm dying back here. It's on. Can't you feel it? Can you feel that? Oh. <laughs> Jeff, eat a Snickers, please. Why? Every time you get hungry, you turn into a diva. Just eat it so Ooh. we can all coexist. Turn into a diva. Put in your system, cranky pants. Okay. Thank you better better 
Will you get your knees out of the back of my seat? <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. The, the one thing I, uh, I remember is uh, we're all getting ready to leave. We, we've loaded the, the back of the rental, and Chuck's like, guys, i got to do my hair. Yes. <laughs> and I was, I was like, all right. I got to do my hair. And, and that's fine. But I'm like, man, we've got another long drive. I said, I, I don't need Chuck to do his hair. I don't. I, he, this isn't my first impression of Chuck. So it'll be okay. But Chuck did get his hair done. No, he very it, it wasn't like I'm sitting on rollers in my now, hair. Now, keeping in mind, he needed to get his he needed to do his hair to ride in a car with three guys to go someplace else where there's going to be a bunch of other guys they're all geeky and don't give a crap about Chuck's hair. He looked very dapper, though. I, I <laughs> Thank appreciate you. Thank you. the view from the from the back passenger seat. Right. Uh, your hair was amazing. Travis, Thank you. You're already on the <laughs> you're already on the show. You don't have to be nice to Chuck. I'm the one that Aww. I'm the one that runs the show. It's okay. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So um, let's let's hurry up and get to my favorite part. So. <laughs> the part where Ryan gets looked like a fool. <laughs> right. So we're on the turnpike. We enter into Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, the Pennsylvanians. And oh, I love thee. We just go through the the toll booth thing. Yeah. And I'm probably what, maybe a hundred feet the out. Slip joint. About a hundred feet out from the toll booth. And <laughs> barely, barely that. And all of a sudden, there's a cop car behind me. And he's probably about fifty feet, and he's just driving behind me in the lane, but he has his lights on. I'm like, is he trying to pull me over? Because typically, if a cop's pulling you over, they ride right up on you. So me, like an idiot, pulled over to the side of the road, and he pulled over behind me, and he said he had me doing what eighty, something like that, and some of those, sir. Yeah, something ridiculous. Some, somehow you managed to go from zero to eighty in eight seconds in a yeah, rental you, car. You're like <laughs> yeah. you're like Sammy Hagar. I can't drive fifty five. <laughs> So, uh, so then he, he goes and I'm, and he says to me, he's like, is this a rental car? I said, yeah. I said, I didn't think I was going that fast. So first of all, if you've seen Smokey and the Bandit, <laughs> remember Buford T. Justice? That's this guy. That's his guy. His mirror sunglasses on. He gets out. Hey boy. I'm like, boy, we're, we're, we just crossed the border into Pennsylvania and it's boy already. So I'm thinking that because he, he identified it's a rental car and, I didn't think I was going that fast. Maybe there's a slight chance to let me off. No. No way in hell. So <laughs> Hundreds what, of dollars later. So this guy <laughs> gives me a ticket, which is a full page. Oh, yeah. A printout. A computer it, printout. It's like eight and a half, eight and a half by that, 11 that size. That you tear off the sides because it came through the perforator. It's right. Like the old stuff. <laughs> right. Like the sheet of paper in the box at Grandma's house. <laughs> right. That fed through the printer. Right. That kind of paper. In his car. In his car. So I think he had it in a trunk. He then decides he's going to be a wise ass, and he says, well, this is your first ticket. First ticket, nothing. Second ticket, I think he said something like your insurance rate will go up. Third, Yeah, third he, he made a point to tell you that your insurance probably will not go up. Yeah, third third ticket, you have to appear in court. Fourth ticket, you're going with Geico, and that was his little joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in which case, I really, I really just wanted to punch him in the face at this point. <laughs> he was being polite. He was. Sure. And all the while this is going on, mind you, Chuck and I are in the back seat. <laughs> Chuck's behind Ryan in the driver's seat, and I'm behind Nick in the passenger seat. And we, Chuck and I obviously see him coming up first. He's on Chuck's and, and Ryan's side. 
And he comes up to the window and he starts like putting his hand back on his gun right next to Chuck and oh, I. Yeah. And we're just looking and we're looking at each other like, What's about to go down here? Like, <laughs> First of all, we're struggling to put our seatbelts on so we don't want to add to the finage. We're going to die. Right. So after we hurry up and get our seatbelts on, then we notice he's got his hand on his pistol. Yeah. Awesome. So, <laughs> this is going to end bad for Ryan. <laughs> yeah. So we're going 80 miles an hour. Like, like, hot, you know. Right. Trying to help. Cook. Help we're kidnapped, you know. They're trying to coax me into peeling out and taking off. <laughs> you know, what what friends do. Right. Thankfully, you guys were kind enough that when he was at the window to not be <laughs> cracking those jokes. You pushed the, you poked the bear only so often. Well, because also I think you guys realized that this guy was serious. and that, Well, the severity of it was I realized he had his hand on his pistol. Yeah, and that yes. we all would have been in trouble, not just me. <laughs> it's when you sit next to your buddy in, in jail and you're like, you know, she didn't look like a cop. <laughs> now, keep, keeping in mind, I'm getting this ticket one week after I just found out I'm not working anymore. <laughs> Ta-da! So, um, so anyway, ill-opportune time. So the rest of the drive goes fine because I go the speed limit the whole rest of the time. No, no, no. We don't. Let's let's not skip ahead because we we stop at a roads oh yeah, yeah. area there, like a rest stop. And yeah, get out. Because and, Northern Ohio is completely different with like rest area gas stations and anything in Southern Ohio. Completely different. So my mind was blown at this point, going, "Whoa, what is all of this? What is all of this stuff that is going on?" Okay, and hold on one moment because I actually Nick is ready, and I'm going to bring him online with the rest of us. All right, and then uh, joining us now uh, for the. Continued trip of debauchery that we were on. Our uh, other passenger in the car. Yes, uh, Nick. Uh, welcome to the show, Nick. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good. So, uh, so you just missed the the talk about the getting pulled over with uh, Captain uh, Buford T. Justice. Yes, uh, with his Johnny Law. with his uh, gun on his holster. So, uh, so now we're getting to the we're getting to the uh, road stop. Yes. Where. Where Ryan ate a cheeseburger in 3.5 seconds. Right. Because I am 3.5. 1.6. <laughs> it was pretty aggressive, right? It, it was. And uh, Travis had his very first Orange Julius ever. Yes. So. I did. Now tell us how that yeah. tasted in your mouth. <laughs> wasn't. It was. I don't want to say it was as good as a moon pie, but. It was glorious at 9:30 in the morning. Right, it was everything you wanted it to be. Right. Right. And then, and then more. In your mouth. Right. In my mouth. Right. Creamy, orangey, and uh, right in the mouth. Spe- wow. Spe- <laughs> speaking of uh, stops that we made at another rest stop, Nick and I played a little bit of a, a trick on you and Travis. Oh. We did. And uh, well, yeah. That- I think you guys just wanted to go park and spoon while we were like in the bathroom or something. No, no, I was no, no, no. I, I was afraid when I, you know, Chuck walks in the bathroom and I hear uh, sexual healing come on. <laughs> I want to get as far away from that place as possible. Yes, if, if yeah, you, that, if you haven't been able to tell. <laughs> If you if you haven't been able to tell from this episode so far, that song became a running theme in this whole weekend. 
It was our weekend anthem. There was nothing that didn't revolve around that song. It was so appropriate for everything we did. <laughs> it really was. Wow. <laughs> Fortunately, it was played a lot in the room with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Appropriate um, for what we done. So right. so we went to go uh, to – we stopped to, to get some gas in the car, and Chuck and Travis decided to go inside to use the restroom. And as Nick had mentioned, uh, he didn't feel too comfortable considering Chuck was playing that song going into the restroom. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happens. I'm maybe five, six steps ahead of Chuck, and I'm – the only one in a bathroom. And this is one of the, like, like truck stop bathroom, little center mall, uh, malls kind of restaurant things. And I walk in, and there is nobody for, like, 20 stalls, 20-year-olds. And I'm, you know, walk up, start doing my business, and then all of a sudden I just hear, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that in every bathroom I go in. Wow. Right. It was a yeah, great I, I looking, He's looking for those uh, those toe tappers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> only only the one time, but, you know, I got a candy bar out of it. Yeah, I thought so. So Nick and I moved the car from where we were <laughs> pumping the gas to just a regular parking space. Travis walks out first and notices the car is not there. Now, keeping in mind, Travis had never met me before. <laughs> That's the great part. <laughs> so he doesn't see the car. We're in the middle. He's in the middle of Pennsylvania. His car's back at my house. <laughs> yeah. We're a good three and a half, almost four hours away from your house. Right. And walk out. Car's gone from where we had just got gas. Yeah, he, Chuck's behind me. He's kind of I'm like, like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> I, know. I was like, uh, he's like, yeah. Well, let's just go take a walk. I'm like, all right. Chuck, Chuck's like, you want to go back in the bathroom? <laughs> you want to finish this? What's going on? He's like, oh, I finally got you alone now. <laughs> nice. So, um, so the rest of the trip, I would say, was pretty uneventful. At least the rest of the drive there. Um, I stayed with the speed limit, which I heard nothing but <laughs> en- endless taunts about. I think everybody in the car had whiplash, dude. Um, <laughs> yes, I heard constant comments about that. Well, dude, seriously, I mean, you, you drive, you, you push the gas, then you let off the gas, and you push the gas, and you let off the gas. Well, I said, next time you get to drive. Right, I'm saying. When Travis said when he was going to be what Masters of the Universe villain he would be with Whiplash. <laughs> Everybody I'm, in the car lost their shit but you. It was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but, but that story's to come. That's the right. Story to come. We're jumping ahead. That's we were, to come. That's the right the, home. That's that's to come. The the one sad, that, not sad, but as as uh, Ryan said earlier, the uh, the police officer politely told us that I will not be the last police, or you know, last statement you see on the way. We are out thick, and we made it from Pennsylvania to Baltimore, and we saw. None. We yeah. passed no more. He lied to us. 
You all face lying to us. So. But I wasn't taking that chance. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure, we get that. Yeah. Dirt Hill or something, we could have got away from him. <laughs> Hit that Dirt Hill. The Duke boys do it all the time. Right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Free to go. So, uh, so we got into Baltimore right about rush hour time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when isn't Baltimore rush hour? True. No kidding. Uh, Baltimore is the most horrible place to ever drive. No, D.C. Uh, I don't know. On the I've, way to Chris's house? That was pretty bad. I've driven in, the, in actual D.C., though, and D.C. isn't that bad as Baltimore. Right. <laughs> well, we get there. We get to the hotel. Yep. Check in. See Robert. Robert's there. Um, see, uh, wasn't there a few other people there, too, by that point? Um, I think you went and picked up. Jason, right? Oh, yeah. Grub was there, yeah. Grub was Grub there. Was there. Uh, oh, yeah. Jason actually, I think, came over. Oh, yeah, because he rode with us. Right. Yeah. Um, so then we headed out to Chris Campbell's house, which that, like you were just saying, what that traffic was horrible. Well, not for me. Uh, JP and uh, Grub and I rode in Grub's car. Right. And then you guys rode in your car. Yeah. And we were there like 40 minutes before you. I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, I do know what happened. Two and a half hours to go 20 miles. I know what happened. I know how Ryan drives, so oh, that's how Jesus we got there a little Christ. faster. <laughs> you know what the great part, the greatest part was, is when the traffic traffic's bumper to bumper, and you're only going five miles an hour. There's a motorcycle cop pulled somebody over. Yeah, that was great. Oh, that's right. <laughs> nice. And, and we were all like wondering, what did he? What could he have possibly pulled this person over for? <laughs> he turned his left blinker on when he went right. <laughs> Something was in the carpool lane. Maybe it was the smell of pot coming out of the car. So uh, so we got to Chris's house. Uh, we oh, had a gracious host, awesome. Gracious host. You know, Campbell yes. Campbell Con 2013. So, uh, yes. lots. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Laura, Mrs. Campbell. Yes, for... yes, thank you both very much. Uh, lots of uh, wings were there. Lots of libations. Lots of food. Yep. A lot of people. Lots of comics giveaway. Lots of people. Good friends. Good comics. Good times. Yeah, I got to see uh, Sean Pryor. Uh, Alan was there from yeah. um, Mike Myers, Daryl Taylor, Keith Knudsen. Keith brought his wife. DC um, Noise was Michelle. there representing John Thurman. Uh, Barb was there, Barb which, was is, there. which yeah. is Mike's wife. And uh, uh, Rob Anderson was there. Yeah. Um, and it all press. Uh, yep. So. Jason, Jason Wood and David Price and from 11 O'Clock Comics were, were there. Yep. With, New Mutant, Alan uh, was there. Yep, Alan. And uh, Rock was there. Rock was there. Rock, Rock showed up. Can't forget Rock. Yeah, can't forget. You can never forget. You can never Rock. forget Rock. <laughs> nope. He's unforgettable. If you, nuts, if you want your nuts crushed, don't forget about Rock. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> and Rock has always had like gracious gifts. Oh yeah, they just, they just got a new puppy. I saw on Facebook they got yeah. a new uh, little black puppy, uh, Scooby. Yeah, cute so, little dog. So uh, Rock Rock had a bunch of yeah. Rock had a bunch of comics he had signed by Kevin Smith. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He gave to us and which uh, was great. Thanks. Uh, he got gave me a Green Lantern mug, which was very nice of him. Awesome. So. Drinking out of it right now. Yeah. So uh, so that was just a great time. Had a lot oh of yeah fun. yeah a lot of friends, a lot of food, a lot of beer. Men on the drive. Back to the hotel. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. Here it goes. This is when the shit got real. Because this is when someone's butt got hurt. <laughs> because, um, 
It wasn't mine. Because I was running low on gas. Well, you think you were. I believe you would have made it to the hotel. Well, but here's the thing. I would have made it to the hotel. I wasn't worried about making the hotel. I was worried about making it out of the hotel because there's no gas station in Baltimore. That's not what we were arguing about. <laughs> no. We were arguing about if you had enough gas to make it to the hotel. Right. And you said you didn't. I said you did. But whatever. We pulled over some dark, dim-lidded street to try to find gas. And you're hyperventilating like a little <laughs> No, I honestly was not worried about getting in the hotel. I was worried about not being able to leave the hotel because we didn't have gas. Anyway, <laughs> Ryan's bitching about we're, gas. We're going six to seven miles off the interstate because for some reason in Maryland or around D.C., all gas stations close at dark. Well, not only, I, that, yet, not only that, but there was no gas stations right off the highway. And none of them took the credit card either. Like, they were closed, closed. Pumps closed. Yeah. Everything closed. Yeah. And I have we're driving. Seen that ever. And we needed gas, and, you know. Yeah, we ended up trying to find a gas station out in Mayberry somewhere. <laughs> well, it's because I stopped at a cop and asked him, where's the gas station? Oh, I wasn't going to bring that up, but you just totally <laughs> cut your nuts off right there. He was like, uh, it's just, like, right behind you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I wasn't even going to bring that up, but whatever. <laughs> So this guy asks and, the cop for gas, and he goes, it's right over there. And as we pull up, trying to be, you know, still the, the gracious new guy, I'm like, oh, it's my turn. I'll pay for gas. We pull in. It's three ninety seven a gallon, <laughs> which the highest like, we had to pay. Yeah, which is like 70 all cents all more than what we paid. <laughs> but wasn't it like four oh five with a credit card, though? Yes, it was. It was I ridiculous, did. yeah. This was like gas yeah. U.S. rip you off. <laughs> right. But we needed it. It was important. Yeah. And all the while this is going on, we seem to forget that uh, there were there seven or eight of us in this rental with Robert. No, in Robert's the in the back. Yeah. yeah getting jossed around. And I think I almost killed Robert at one moment. I think you did. Because I had to slam on the almost, brakes. I think you almost broke his drawing hand. That would have sucked <laughs> for him, yeah. Um, this is also where the infamous moon pie comes into effect. Yes. Somebody bought a moon pie at a gas station, <laughs> which is sketchy to say the best. Well, it's like, it's what, 12, 12.30 at this point? I, it might even be later. But whatever. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was definitely, I was going on Twilight. being awake for 22, 23 hours, a couple light nodding off here and there in the back seat of the van, and yeah. I go in pay for the gas, and I'm like, man. Oh, I got a coffee energy drink. I got one of those monster coffee drinks. I needed it. I was tired. I know you were tired. I'm going to get a Mountain Dew, and then I was going through the candy, and I was like, oh, that's too sweet. That's too this. I'll, I'll never fall asleep with <laughs> that's that. That's too sweet. Like, I'll get a Moon Pie. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I saw a Moon Pie, and I that's, went. That's what he said. <laughs> so, so I bought double moon pie with my Mountain Dew on the way back to the hotel. So I think now's an appropriate time for you to also explain the Uncle Teabag, where that comes from. And then he tells us the moon pie story, and here it is. <laughs> yes. So I, uh, I've i been married four years this uh, past October. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, when uh, I was married, my wife has uh, three nieces, or Two nephews and a niece. Uh, with her how long have you been married? Long Four enough years. to forget that. I know, right? <laughs> You've been married how long? And you don't remember her nieces and nephews? She, he's been I'll, longer. Well, I said three, but then I said, well, I said three. I was going to say three nieces and nephews, and that would make it sound like nine. You've been married longer than Chuck. Let's just put it that way. Wow. <laughs> 
No, he hasn't. Boy, you're going to take digs at me. I'm going to take digs back at you. <laughs> wow. Hey, don't, don't worry. Ryan will edit it out so it'll sound like you remember. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you. Um, but uh, as uh, my uh, wife and I were dating and as we, we got married, uh, her brother, as a joke, uh, was like, what's up, teabag? Uh, just being funny and it was just like, oh, you know, not much. And I call him S-bag. Well, the kids at the time were one, three, and five. So what had happened, they had heard him say teabag so many times. They then, once we got married, uh, started calling me Uncle Teabag. So now it is, uh, it is I am forever known as, as Uncle Teabag. And they have... It is. It's a term of endearment. They, they have no idea, but it just... He cracks up every time. They're like, hey, what's up, Uncle T-Bag? And it's just... <laughs> you should be like, you know, that's exactly what I do to your sister. And just let it go. Because he'll stop that shit real quick. <laughs> he will stop that real quick. So, so whatever, whatever. So the, with, kid, the kids do it as cute, whatever. So with right. the story of... Knowing the story of Uncle T-Bag, which we learned during the trip. Oh, yeah. And yeah. now this whole mouthful of moon pie... Where were we trying to stop? And because I did, I literally had a mouthful of moon pie. Wasn't the like stoplights or something in the upper right hand corner? And we were we about ran through it. Yeah. I remember I had said something which, you know, which brought on the the title you know, of the mouthful, episode. <laughs> yeah, the mouthful of moon pie because I was like stop or something and had a mouthful of moon pie. So, and, and hence the title of this episode was born that very moment. Yes, Chuck <laughs> did go without missing a beat, and that's the name of the episode. <laughs> so, um, all right, so we get back to the hotel. Travis is about ready to just, we're going to have to drag him up to the room at this point because he's so tired. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we also found out, unlike the previous year, there was no, like, Shea lounge chair to sleep on. Yeah. Um, Remember, Alan, what you had? <laughs> That, Uncle T-Bag didn't have one of those. Yeah. No. So uh, Travis didn't really care at that point. He just says, I want to sleep. He was so tired, he wanted to just curl up in the bathtub and go to sleep. <laughs> so uh, Travis slept on the floor. and I did. It was comfortable. I'm not even going to lie. That's what you said. I don't believe you, but I tried to offer you the bed the next day. but <laughs> oh, it, it was okay. But then so I had the bed, and then... Directly next to me was Robert and Ryan right. in the first bed. We snuggled. And right. you, you did. And then uh, Chuck and Nick were on the far bed. Right. Spooning. Spooning all night. Well, what, um, what I have to say is, you know what? I, I'm glad that he was on the phone for eight hours <laughs> because he only had to sleep in the bed like an hour and a half right. or so. He's uh, in uh, the hallway chatting it up. Right. I don't know, jacking off <laughs> So, uh, so that was a, a constant theme that whole night, especially when the lights were out. <laughs> <laughs> that song got played three or four times an hour, hundred times. <laughs> um, so Robert was drawing. So I actually had the bed to myself for a little while. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, and then he's doodling sketches. Right. Just doodling. So Nick and I each had our own bed for a while. <laughs> Wasn't bad. Which was nice. <laughs> I, I was sewing logs. I was and... afraid I'm 
feel an R2-D2 poking me when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> and then uh, it's my C-3PO morning wood. And I definitely found out, as I'm sure all you guys did, that the last person to fall asleep had to contend with trying to fall asleep with everybody else in the room snoring. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Poor Robert. <laughs> yeah, poor Robert. <laughs> um, so then we woke up the next morning, uh, got to go to the show. Uh, well, we, we grabbed some breakfast. Oh, yeah. We went to McDonald's. McDonald's, yes. Yeah. We did go to McDonald's, yes. <laughs> and that was an experience. <laughs> Apparently, this is the McDonald's where the homeless people hang out. Yes. And uh, well-dressed homeless people, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy, One guy was in a suit. Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> yes. And he needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, someone, someone was in the bathroom there and yeah. wasn't coming out. Homeless arguments are the best arguments ever. <laughs> I'm just going to go on record and say that. <laughs> When homeless people fight, it's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> he was like, God damn it, I got to go to the bathroom. He's like, you're in there doing meth. I was like, what? Why am I getting food here? <laughs> so uh, so then uh, so we left there, uh, you know, uh, got all of our shit together to go to the con, uh, which we actually got to get in early again this year. Um uh, Robert actually had a uh, pass for for you yeah, for Chuck yeah, guest pass or whatever, and then I had a press pass, and then I think I had an extra or no Nick had a press pass yeah uh, for the show. I was rep Star Joe's more than uh, yes you were yes you were <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into that in a little bit <laughs> I think congratulations are in order because you're an honorary member of the show now <laughs> just based you off of Baltimore alone. <laughs> So uh, and then uh, Travis, you were you were in line with your uh, with your uh, information that you had, which yep. we thought too late to to get him in. Yeah. Uh, using- well, I, I had a VIP pass, so I got I still got in an hour before everything else. So it still okay. it still did end up working out. That's uh, for for everything. So first few minutes into the con, my con was already complete because I was third in line, I think, for George Perez, who... Yeah, you and Nick were in line for him, Yeah, I kind of weaseled in with you guys. Right. Yeah, I was fourth. <laughs> and, and Chuck actually tried to step in front of me in line. Well, that's how I do it. <laughs> I, when your friends are in line, you get in front of your friends. <laughs> and I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, Ryan had to play that card on me. Oh, hey, hey let, let's, let me tell you a story about... Why don't you tell the story about Hanford Dixon and getting his autograph? <laughs> that's a great story. You want to tell it? You tell it better than I do. Okay, so so we went to this uh, sports card show in Strongsville, and Hanford Dixon was signing autographs. So I, I bought a ticket. I think it was like 20 bucks. Bought a Browns helmet, had him sign it. So we leave, and Chuck's like, hey, let me get your ticket. He goes back inside and gets an autograph for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to buy the 8x10, but he signed it. He's a, he's a yeah, Cleveland Browns he bought- uh, cornerback. Resourceful man, that Chuck is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, I, I rely on the kindness of others. So keeping in mind, there's probably about, at the time that Chuck actually comes up to Nick and Eight, me. ten people? There's, no, there's like a good 20 people in All right, line. 20 <laughs> or so people I cut in front of so he's talking to us as if he's not waiting in line, and he, you actually hadn't even made a decision at that point if you were going to get a sketch or not. No, not at all. But then when you heard that George Parsons was doing sketches for like forty bucks, I mean, you're like you're in. Well, that and I heard it's all going to charity for the. Yeah, that's why you did it. <laughs> I'd like people to believe that. What was it? The uh, Heroes Fund. Heroes, 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 Heroes Initiative. Initiative. Yeah. 
Yeah, Heroes Initiative. Um, and then I bought a $5 comic book of the Crisis number one he signed. Yeah. So I bought that, too, and a sketch. I had Superman. I got Superman. Yeah. And uh, and then, uh, but yeah, so Chuck tried to step in front of me, and I told him to get behind me. And uh, Yeah, with a few FUs in there. Right. Knees cutting. Appropriately so, I should say. Well, yeah, I never said it was out of line. <laughs> so, I never once said it was, hey, what the fuck? So uh, so I had uh, George Perez sign my, uh, my RHP. RHP, yes. Yes. And then he signed my Absolute Edition of Christ on Infinite Earths, and he signed the slipcase cover, the compendium, and the main book itself. Oh, he couldn't have been more gracious. He, he was, was a great, super great nice. guy. It's so cool when you meet somebody that is someone that you think is, like, your favorite. I mean, he's my favorite comic artist, and they're also super nice people, too. Um, yes. So he, he was super gracious. And due to those sketches really fast. And he drew me a uh, Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan, on my blank cover to Justice League. I think it was number 13 or something like that. It was one of the sketch blank variants. So um, so that was awesome. And you, you got, what, Batman, right, Nick? Yeah, I got Batman in my uh, Batman book. Nice. Yeah. Which pretty cool. Which he admitted and said, like, you know, these aren't as good as his typical sketches, but for me, I didn't bugs, I yeah. didn't care. I mean, it was awesome. So Yeah, mine looks great. It looks exactly like Super Friends. Yeah. Super Friends Superman, that's what I got. <laughs> so um so for me the con was done. I was good. <laughs> yeah. Before the con officially opened, Brian was done. Right, I was done. The con before the con even opened. Um so then we drove home. Right. <laughs> I was like, we're leaving. Um, so I, I mean, through the course of the day, I got a few things autographed. I had, I had brought with me, um, just to mention a, a few brief things for myself. And then you guys can all mention what you guys did the first day. Um, I brought with me this Luke Skywalker bound, uh, edition, like super thick, like omnibus size. It has dark horse from dark horse. From yeah. dark horse. Uh, <laughs> It was awesome, and there was four creators that were going to be at the show. It's um, like every story that Dark Horse did can, involving Luke Skywalker. Plus a few of the Marvel ones. Yeah. So one of the cool people that I had uh, sign it was Ron Mars, and as soon as I started walking towards him, and Ron Mars is known for doing Kyle Rayner of Green Lantern, and he, do, he did Witchblade for a long time. Uh, as soon as I walked towards him with the book, he goes, now that's a nice book. And he said that his wasn't even out of the wrapping uh, so he wanted to, wanted to know if it was okay to peruse through mine, mm-hmm. which was really cool because there was no one waiting for him. Uh, I got to talk with him for a while, especially being a Green Lantern fan and a Star Wars fan. And he wrote uh, on the inside of the cover, there's this nice faded back picture of the land speeder on Tatooine and everything else. And he says, do you mind if I write right on along the front of the land speeder? I said, no, go right ahead. And he's just like, the eight-year-old boy in me is geeking out right now. <laughs> So uh, so that was fun. I got a few sketches of uh, Yoda to start off my Star Wars uh, sketchbook. Uh, got those pretty much done the first day. And then I believe it was in the first day that I got an original page from Pop Mon of Man at Arms. And it was from when he did the digital uh, issue. Was that uh, our first day or second day? I think that was I think it was first day. It might have been second day. I don't remember. But anyways, he got a first, uh, uh, original page from the digital uh, comic that he did of Man at Arms, and it's a full page of just Man at Arms on standing on top of rocks. It looks awesome. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so uh, Chuck, you can go next if you want to talk about anything from the first day that you remember in oh, particular. Yeah, after uh, George Perez, I <clears throat> remember Mark Wade 
I had him sign my Daredevil trades. I actually forgot one volume there at home, so I had to buy it at the con, which was only 10 bucks. so look for that in a future prize pack or something. <laughs> Isn't that called, like, double dipping? I double dipped on Mark Wade, yes. Wow. But, but it was Mark Wade, it was Daredevil, I had him sign it. He was really cool again, you know, meeting him again. Having him sign it, it was excellent. Uh, bought the fourth installment and fourth volume of Love and Capes. Uh, Tom Z- Zone Zim? I don't know. Zoller? Zoller, thank you. <clears throat> Had him sign that to me, so I got the fourth volume of that. I uh, haven't read it yet, but if it's as good as the first three, it'll be great. Picked up some uh, loose issues of uh, Booster Gold that I needed to help complete that run. I'm only missing a couple issues there, so I want to get that. Uh, I'd like to eventually, with that particular run of Booster Gold, have that bound together. Okay. I'd like to get that bound, my first bound project. And we're going to mention a pretty cool bound uh, thing that we saw the second day. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, after that, I mean, that's that's pretty much what I did comic-wise and show-wise. I, I did end up getting a sketch from Robert, a uh, Superman sketch. Um, he had some pencils that he did for somebody for a project, and it wasn't kind of what they wanted, but it looked really good to me, so we worked out a, a price for it, and I'm just going to pick it up at the next con, so awesome. that. So it was really good. It was really good. And then, uh, Travis, how about you for the first day? Um, first day, while you guys were, we were at the same table, just at opposite ends, my first stop was uh, with Ron Friends. I, uh, Wanted to get a Spider-Girl sketch for a future uh, Spider-Girl bound book um, that I'm going to be doing. So I got, uh, I dropped it off, uh, uh, like a page off for him to to sketch and then uh, went over and met Popmon, uh, like Ryan said, uh, and got a Battleground Tila commission in my, my Tila sketchbook. Nice. Um, picked up also uh, five pages of Masters. Uh, the the first five pages of the of issue four of the mini, where Adam and Tila are on the like the 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 ship had wrecked and they're basically on a a, a raft before they they get on Evil Lynn's Island. Um, Those are some hot pages of Tila, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They are. They are. I, I agree. <laughs> I'm not lying. They are. Um, and then, uh, after that, I, I know we had, we had got separated, but I went to go see Don Rosa, um, to get, uh, uh, he had had eye surgery in one of his eyes. Uh, one is nearsighted, one is farsighted, so I didn't think he was going to be doing sketches. And I uh, I got a couple sketches from him. Uh, and then uh, just walked around, and I met uh, one of my childhood friends, oddly enough. I had got a text message while waiting in line. He, uh, he text messaged me and said, hey, are you really in Baltimore? I said, yeah, and he's like, well, I'm here. So we walked around for about an hour, that's and I know you guys had, uh, that's when you guys were went to the the docks or the flats or whatever that was. The harbor. The harbor, yeah. 
the harbor, yeah, for, for lunch. And uh, that was, uh, other than that, uh, I, oh, and I met uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, uh, praise be his name, and got a, a Superman sketch uh, for my friend Michael that, that looks like uh, the same thing, like a, a superpowers uh, Superman head sketch. Very cool. And was that about it for the first day then? Yeah, that, that was it. Uh, Robert had uh, my my Valiant sketchbook um, for uh, for the day, and that that was it for for Saturday. Other than walking around, and okay, uh, I don't think I I don't think I bought any books that day. It was more taking it in because it was my first time at Baltimore, so I was gotcha. Just trying to get the the lay of the land, the con floor, the, you know, who's where, what's got, you know, what can I buy, things like that. All right. How about you, Nick? What do you, what do you remember from Saturday? Anything, any goodies that you found or anything else in particular that stood out for you? I got the, uh, the irredeemable, uh, I guess it's kind of like the absolute edition. It's like maybe the first few trades oh, okay. yeah, oversight. Yeah. I got that for pretty good, which I had Mark, Mark Wade signed. I picked up a few uh, Walking Dead trade paperbacks that I needed. Shout out to my wingman Rock for, you know, taking those pictures with those girls with me. <laughs> That's always a plus. Uh, I did run into uh, Jason Muse from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, that's Bob. right. I forgot about that. Got my picture taken with him. He apparently flipped out that day. I hate to. I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, he didn't. Wasn't it the day after where the the guy from uh, Comic Book Men said he had flipped out because there were so many people later on that day, like, ran up to him or something. No, I heard that. Um, I think the next day when they, on Sunday, when I uh, I ran into Rob Bruce. Yes. I, yes. I was talking with him for, like, a few minutes, and he was talking about it. He was, like, a little overwhelmed about, with all the people and stuff there. Very cool. I, it's The other highlight of the day would have to be going to Hooters. Yeah, I was, uh, I, yeah, I was waiting for that. that. I was waiting yeah. for that. <laughs> that was the highlight. That yeah. was the great part. Yeah, because much much like uh, Travis with his never having an Orange Julius, you had never been to Hooters before. Right? <laughs> Not. I seen the tops of the mountains, yeah. and it was all good. <laughs> my, my boy likes his titties. <laughs> I do. And was it everything you hoped it would be, or? Yeah, oh yeah. I liked it. I mean, the girls were nice, and this time the food did not suck. Yeah, the food was actually the food good. was actually pretty good there. Unlike the one they had in Cleveland uh, downtown, the the food kind of sucked at that one. Yeah, right. But yeah, for some reason at, at lunch at Hooters, for some reason I wasn't hungry. Like I started eating, and yeah, I don't know if you remember I started yeah. feeling like kind of under the weather, but a headache or something. I never got the con crud, but just yeah. for like I started waning for a couple hours. Yeah, there. yeah, I think maybe like sleep was catching up with you. Or yeah. Something. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TFG and Mike, Pecan Court Michael, and the Cybertronian correspondent, Optimus Solo, move on to Transformers Animated with Transformation Animation Podcast. 20 episodes covering all three seasons of the cartoon, the books, and the awesome toy line. We'll also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped with GCRN's next Transformers franchise podcast. Transformation Animation Podcast, available on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com Get your tap on Decepticons 
Transform and rise up. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Welcome to my throne room, Future Tales. The Beast Unleashed podcast is over, not gone. You can hear more of this great podcast discussing all the episodes of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on GeekCastRadio.com. We include voice actor and writer interviews with stellar hosting by Steve, Mike, and Michael. Head on over to iTunes or the net, or else I will send you my vehicles to extract your spark and destroy you. <laughs> yes. Is this thing on? Oh, goody. Why, hello there. It's your dear old Uncle Joker here. I bet you're asking yourself, what could I be possibly doing here of all places? Well, I'm laughing at the fact that this new podcast presented by Geekcast Radio is called Legends of the Dark Knight. Who the heck knew the bat was so popular? Ugh. Join Steve, Mike, and sometimes Tara for reviews on the greatest DC animated universe cartoon to ever meet Gotham City. So join moi for the talk of the town, or I'll send Captain Cloud after you. He gets mighty angry when he doesn't get to have his garbage skull. So put on a nice big smile, and join us for the next GeekCast Radio Network podcast, Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> Now back to GI Joe. All right, so uh, so Nick, now Nick we can had, we can tell the Nick story. Now. <laughs> so Nick had to leave uh, for a little bit. He'll be back. He might be might be back tonight. Uh, so uh, yeah, so then Saturday night, everyone uh, we went out to dinner. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, then we met back at our room, which we hosted uh, again this year. Yeah, another get together, another soiree. We definitely have to figure out something to do next year um, yeah. because I'm thinking cake. Well, no. <laughs> well, number one, we didn't provide as much as we did the previous year because, again, we weren't working. So, right. it, well, we had a drawing for some of the Star Wars yeah. Black Series figures. Yeah, um, you, you generously donated those, which was awesome. Yeah, I was going to actually we mention, had a bunch of comic books yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. different, different bunch of comics. I meant just food wise, we didn't have a lot there. Oh, um, yeah, it's not a big eat thing. Though. Yeah, but last year we had like beer and. Lots oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lot more. It was a sausage fest, though. It was I a mean, sausage fest. Yes. Poor Barbara. <laughs> um, 
So the reason I said we should we need to do something maybe a little bit different next year if we can, and I'll look into it. Get like a six inch hero or something. Well, I was thinking if we could six foot possibly six rent like a conference room or something like that because the room got really hot. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. And we got complaints from across the hall. <laughs> we got called on by the neighbors. Right. So, which we didn't run into last year, which is why we thought, oh, we'll just host everyone again this year. Yeah. But, yeah, there was something up with the air conditioning because I think it was just how many people were in the room. Or in the room itself. I mean, the air conditioning itself didn't really. I don't know. Once everyone left that Maybe, night, yeah, it was but... pretty cold in the room. I don't so... know. I was a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well speaking of drunk i don't know if he was drunk but speaking of someone who kind oh, of brought Lord. the party down a little bit there was a friend of a friend well we don't even know if he was a friend well he came with dean right he came with dean yeah but i think he was someone that dean was just sharing a room with could have been i, I don't, don't think he was friends with dean i don't even know the guy's name but whatever but i, I tend to overlook everybody and but, give everybody a pass yeah but he was a dick <laughs> <laughs> whatever travis am i wrong uh he he was vocal. Yeah. And he, 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 he uh, opinions, and he wanted you to know his opinion. And his opinions were the law. Yeah. Like, his opinions were fact. So And was also angry because he had just found out that he had lost his job. After, oh, that's right. And he was complaining because he said, I gave them two and a half years of my life. And I said, yeah, buddy, you're not getting any sympathy in this room because I've had 14 years <laughs> and just found out I'm let go, and Chuck's had seven years. So, yeah. yeah. Eight. Not not a lot of sympathy going to be coming after two and but a half. I feel years. bad. He lost sure, I job. feel bad for him. Yeah. But you know, we all we all lost our jobs. But whatever. when you walk into a room yeah, where you it. don't know anyone, I know. I know. You should suck not suck it be, up, Buttercup. You should not be the loud person in the room. <laughs> I know. Suck it up, Buttercup. Uh, I get it. Yeah, Dean. Dean, however, is awesome as always. Oh yeah, great, great. Dean Stahl is awesome. Uh, the DC Noise guys came minus Keith because. Keith was held back. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. He was, all, all, he was of us, all of us called it. <laughs> oh, totally. We were like, if Michelle's coming with him, he's not coming to the party. No slight on Michelle. You just you have to hang out with your sure, wife. Absolutely. It's the husband thing to do. And Michelle if you was, don't do it, you're kind of a dick. And Michelle was really awesome. Oh, yeah, she was great. She like, was we, great. We met her at uh, we met her at house. Chris's house, and she was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, if, if the wife doesn't feel like coming, you're pretty you're much not, not going to come. Yeah. <laughs> That's just standard husband detail. But Keith kept saying, no, no, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And we're like, Keith, you're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love you, but you're not coming. Uh, Alan, See you at the con. Alan was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, Robert was there. Rock um, was there. Rock John was there. Thurman was there. Yeah. Grub was there. Yep. And we the did, cast of usual characters. And like you said, we had a ton of comics to give away. Travis donated a bunch. Um, oh, yeah. So thank you for that. That was cool. Oh, no problem. And I, I actually did look through you. Uh, I took that Anomaly uh, book, and I've looked through it. I haven't actually utilized it like I guess you're supposed to, but yeah. I, I did flip through it, and it's really cool. So I, I read those Octi comics. Ooh. <laughs> the... Uh... Uh, what is it? Occupy Riverdale, I think, if I remember. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Very. And then, so the, the anomaly only gets better. Like spoilers, it just gets better cool. with the with the interaction of everything. Cool. Looking forward to it. The art was really nice. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so then uh, not only did we have a, a like literally a bed full of comics to give away. Oh yeah. Um. Too but, many. Yeah. But we also, uh, as Chuck had mentioned, I had collected slowly a whole set of the Black Series figures. Yeah. And we 
raffled them off basically. Just everyone had a six inch Star Wars figures. Six inch yeah. Star Wars figures. I basically had everyone gave everyone four slips of paper and they could write their names on them and then put them in there. If they wanted to put all four slips in for one figure, they could do that, stack the deck, what whatnot. And I shuffled them up in a cup and I had uh an amazing Robert won two of them. And well and I didn't pull the names though, if you remember. I don't remember anything. Loudmouth pulled the names. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Because I don't even remember his name. I'm just going to call him Loudmouth. I don't know his name either. I forget. I'm sorry. <laughs> Loudmouth pulled the names, and Robert won two of me, won Luke and, and uh, R2. R2. R2, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah. you'd want together. The two I wanted, of course. <laughs> well, no, you had R2. Now you just need an X Wing, and you said it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and what did I do later? Oh, you, 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 you got me one as a gift, which was great. Yeah. Thank you. So, you came through. So, so shut your mouth. <laughs> right. You came through in the clutch. Uh, but this is what I was feeling then. So later, I was on, feeling slighted. Later on, I gave Chuck. Uh, I had an extra Luke, so I gave Chuck a Luke Skywalker because I knew he really wanted it. So, and he and he gave and he gave me other favors in return. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> my mouth is tired. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Nick won the Darth Maul, right? Uh, Nick won Darth Maul, and, and Mike won. Did Mike win? I don't think Mike won. I, was it Dean? Stormtrooper? Did Dean win? I don't know. I think it was Mike. Was it Mike? Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Somebody don't know. Somebody won the Stormtrooper. <laughs> um, but anyway, Robert got two of the four. Or did Rock win the Stormtrooper? Maybe Rock did. Yeah, it might have been. I don't remember. So anyways. Uh, Drinking. So we so we gave out a full set, though. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. was cool. Yeah. Um, some comics, some trades, full yeah. set. Had a good time. Handies. And, and yeah. then, we got, then we got kicked out of the yeah. room, basically. <laughs> Because the Notre Dame-Michigan game was going on. Yes. Oh, we had the Michigan game on. Yeah, they won. Yeah. Beat yeah. Notre Dame. Beat Notre Dame. So, well, 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 unfortunately. Well. Um, oh, and speaking of Notre Dame, I went to Notre Dame this weekend and watched them uh, play against USC, and they did beat USC. The only reason I mention it, though, is because and I, cause I think you being a music lover, you might appreciate this, and Travis, I think you would, too. They had, performing with the band, uh, members of Chicago. Oh. Oh wow. And because they're the uh manager Peter uh Peter Cetera? No, not Peter Cetera. <laughs> Peter uh Chivarelli, who's the manager of Chicago, okay, was a football player for Notre Dame. Oh, okay. He was under Parsigian. Before the game, they played with the band in, at the game, of course. They played a couple songs there, but before the game, uh outside this one hall called Bond Hall, the band was all standing on the steps and the members were there, and everyone just gathered around. It was like a free concert. Oh, cool! And they played, yeah, cool. and we happened to just walk upon it because we didn't even know. And we walked upon it. We heard the band playing. We're like, well, let's go see the band. And next thing we know, we're hearing Chicago songs. And what did they play? We heard uh, Saturday in the Park. Nice. That's a good one. Good one. Selling ice cream 
Uh, I don't want to live without your love. Thought it wouldn't matter if we didn't stay together. And if it was over, maybe it was for the better. I was thinking I'd be alright till I thought it all through. Look Away. Oh, uh, baby, Look Away. <laughs> Which was my theme song in high school anytime I got my heart broken. So. <laughs> Aww, sentimental Ryan was, comes out. It was sappy. And then 22 Chicago now. You pussy. <laughs> And then there was uh, <laughs> 25 or 624. Waiting for the Which I didn't recognize by the name of it, but then yeah. when they played it, I was like, oh, I know this song. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Nice. Um, but uh, that, that was the only reason I meant, wanted to mention it. It's just because it was cool to hear Chicago. Yeah, when you see me walking by and the tears are in your That's eye. Right. Look away, baby. Look away. <laughs> we meet on the street someday very, and I don't know what to say. Look away. Very baby, emotional away. song for me. Oh, yeah, don't tear up. Don't tear up. <laughs> Walk it off. You'll be okay. Rub a little so, dirt on it. Rub uh, some dirt on it. So we actually went down to the main, uh, like, lounge area mm-hmm. uh, after having to leave the room. And 
found out that that's actually the place we probably should have been all night because everybody was there. I don't know if you saw online, but people were taking pictures from that area. There was like George Perez was hanging out there. Like all the comic creators were there. Yeah, everybody at the hotel was there because we stayed at the Hyatt Regency, which is the hotel right next to the the con. So it's like the host hotel for all the creators and stuff like that. So. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll just go right down there and hang out with all the creators. Or, like I said, maybe I can look and see how much a conference room would be for for Star Joe's uh, Saturday Night Con or something like that. Um, yeah, Schwanky. Send those donations. <laughs> kind of depends on the work situation at that point. <laughs> no doubt. This man's mouth's writing checks I can't cash. <laughs> um, so then uh, we went to bed uh, Saturday night. Uh, and then Sunday got up again for con. Got yeah. to get in before Sunday. Uh, Saturday night was uh, when uh, I found out Chuck's mutant ability, which uh, which is being able to be snoring and asleep, and then immediately waking up <laughs> and being part of the conversation that we're all having about <laughs> Star Wars action figures, potato chips, whatever we were talking about. At Which the time. is exactly what Robert and I said we faced at JoeCon. <laughs> I'm a very light sleeper. <laughs> that, that is, uh, that's Chuck's mutant ability. Yeah. Like we, it is. He was snoring, yes. and all of a sudden, like, I forget exactly what we were talking about. I don't either, Some, but... Related or chips or something, right. all of a sudden. Like, but it's weird, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it weird how it often he'll just be right in the middle of the conversation and you just heard him snore two seconds ago? Yeah, and he's just like, oh, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Or, yeah, I like that. And, you'll challenge, and if you challenge him on it as far as him saying he doesn't know what you were just talking about, he can recite everything that you were just talking about. Yes. Well, obviously, I wasn't asleep. <laughs> but you were snoring. Whatever. <laughs> With your that's eyes closed. That's how I rest. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it's it's creepy, dude. Yeah, anyway, don't tell people because that's my secret ability. The best part about it, though, is when you're awake, yeah. when you're fully awake. You if don't I, retain anything. If, I was going to say, you can't retain anything. But. That's how I did a lot of my studying back in school because I would just sleep. Actually, osmosis. Right. Or study through osmosis. So, uh, so Sunday, just a few of the highlights that, that stood out for me at the con was, uh, Travis, you mentioned Don Rosa and you told, you told me about how he was doing sketches for free and his whole, his only thing with doing the sketches was they had to be personalized. Yes. Uh, Cause he doesn't want someone to go then and sell it, of course. Uh, so I, I went and asked him if he'd be willing to draw a sketch fully intending on paying him, even though I knew you had told me he was doing for free. I didn't want to just assume that he'd do it for free for me as well. Um, so he drew a sketch of Donald and Daisy for me and addressed it to my wife and myself because we were about to have an anniversary. So I thought that would be a nice little gift. Um, and then, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was I was standing in line for Giffen to sign my, uh, great darkness saga. And while I was standing in line, uh, Demetrius was there and he had someone come up with a full box of justice league of America and Justice League International. And sorry. And and he that was me. <laughs> and he wanted, him, he wanted him to sign all the issues. And that's kind of a dick move. And Demetrius asked him, may I ask and he didn't have anyone in line, mind you. Yeah. But he asked him, he says, May I ask what this is for? And he the guy honestly said, Oh, I'm a retailer and I, I look to resell them. And he says, I will sign one for you, but I'm not going to sign the rest of them. And the dealer said, Well, I'm willing to pay you for them. And he says, It doesn't matter. He says, I won't do it. 
So the retailer had his one signed, and Demetrius, I think, even personalized it to make sure it was for him. Mm-hmm. And then the guy Did you make this out to dear eBay winner? They actually, <laughs> <laughs> they actually shook hands. Yeah. So because he was very nice about it. Sure. And then the guy walked away. Well, I mean, everybody's honest, so and that's what happens. So. I love it when a creator does that because it's not holding up a line for anyone else. I think you know they, you know, the creator should be getting making the money off of these things. Um, so I actually shook his hand and thanked him for doing that. And he was very nice and talked with me for a little while. So that, that was a cool memory from Sunday. And then just hanging out at Robert's table. I mean, we just, that pretty much happened all weekend. Yeah. I kind of helped Robert, you know, with the table running for a little bit there while he took breaks and walked around the con a little bit. And I, I ended up getting there was, one of those pages from Pop Montu. I think I got yeah. it on Sunday though, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention too, before I turn over to, to Travis and, and yourself, if there's anything else you wanted to mention is, uh, we had one of our listeners come by cause there was a couple of times where I was there with you at Robert's table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andre, uh, came by and, uh, he, What's up, brother? he, he actually, <laughs> he came with, uh, some bound editions of IDW's Joe books. Uh, which were super, oh yeah, those were good. They were super nice, really nice ideas on those. I like. So those. he actually sent us an email. Uh, I wanted to read real quick. Uh, he said it was nice meeting you guys on Saturday at Baltimore Comic Con. I was the guy with the custom bound Joe books for Robert to sign. Uh, he said I was hoping I could stop by later in the day to chat with you guys, but whenever I passed by Robert's booth, it looked pretty busy, and I didn't want to monopolize anybody's time. He says, why was Chuck's name uh, name tag blank? Did he forget his name while checking in? Yes. <laughs> and he says, looking forward to listening to more podcasts in the future. Well, the name is blank because that's how I roll incognito. <laughs> I don't no. need the ladies all up on this. No, it's because Robert added Chuck that day, and so it wasn't a pre-typed up badge for Chuck. So You can't even give me that game. No. All right. Um, <laughs> and just to let you know, for the future, Andre, feel free to come up. I mean, we oh, were, anybody, please. Everybody yeah. that was hanging out at Robert's table. Even though we're so famous, we will talk. To oh you. my god! <laughs> Ask Travis, right, buddy? Yes. I mean, if they let some some poor kid from Dayton, Ohio, go to Baltimore with them, they stand up, dudes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you. Um, I'm nothing if I'm not humble. Basically, most of the people that were <laughs> hanging around Robert's table were all people that we've known through the podcast. They're all friends, and. Yeah, come up, talk to us. Yeah, that's how we get to know you, and that's how you become friends. Exactly. You know, feel free next time you see us at a con, hang out. You can hang out with us the whole weekend. We don't care. You know, we're just dudes. Yeah, that's all. Exactly. We are. So, um, I also wanted incredibly, to... incredibly handsome and cool dudes, <laughs> but dudes. I also wanted to mention that on Sunday I met uh, a couple guys that were really cool when I was hanging out with Nick. Like Nick was saying, he represented Star Joe's more than Chuck did because Chuck didn't even wear his Star Joe's T-shirts uh, that weekend. Just saying. <laughs> I had Just one saying. coming, and you didn't give it to me. I gave it to you Saturday morning I could or have Friday wore, morning. I could have wore it Sunday. Right. I could have wore it you Sunday. You could have worn them all but weekend. But Robert gave us a gift of a T-shirt, and I wanted to thank him and wear that. You could have worn your T-shirt all weekend because I gave you your T-shirt wow. Friday morning when I picked your ass up. <laughs> Whatever. So anyways. This is why I don't wear my shirt. <laughs> Chuck says whatever when he knows he doesn't have an argument. So whatever. <laughs> so Nick and I were walking around. Nick was wearing a Star Joe's t-shirt. Yeah, thank you. And, <laughs> and uh, we met a couple guys, uh, Kip, and I think his uh, friend's name was John. And we talked with them for a while, and they were really cool guys. And I gave them business cards. They said they were going to check us out. So I hope you guys are listening. 
and then I also, Nick and I also ran into uh, Guy Vernon, and he was there with his daughter, and he said, uh, he saw the shirts, and he's like, he, you know, asked who we were, you know, making sure we were part of the show, and uh, talked with him for just a few seconds, because he was, like I say, he was there with his daughter and everything else, but he said, I listen to the show immediately anytime a new episode is available. Nice, thank you. So it was awesome uh, to meet him. Uh, and, uh, you know, the other people that we saw there, you know, were a lot of the people we already mentioned that we were hanging out with all weekend. So, uh, we got to hang out a lot more with Jason this time, which was really cool. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So like last, last year at Baltimore, we got to see him here and there and hung out with him every, every once in a while, but got to actually hang out with him a lot more this year, which was really awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely a cool dude. Um, obviously John was there, uh, John Thurman. Uh, Grub was there. I got to hang out with him. Rock was there. Keith, Mike, Daryl, Alan, all of them, you know, just awesome. Dean was at his booth. So we got to see Dean Stahl at his booth, hang out with him. I got to meet Tom King, who was the uh, author of a once crowded sky. Mm-hmm. And I got a, a good, uh, deal on his book cause I had been wanting to check it out. So, uh, Chris Campbell actually introduced me to, to him and, and it was funny because Chris was actually like, you don't know the Star Joe's guys? You don't know them? <laughs> you should. So I gave him a business card, so maybe he's listening now. Yeah. So yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, anything in particular stand out for you on, from Sunday? Um, I remember starting off Sunday, uh, we learned our lesson Saturday not to go to McDonald's, so we went to Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. 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 And, Better and we got some donuts. Yes, yes. Um, no homeless guys fighting in there. Right? I'm just saying. <laughs> Better class of clientele at the D&D. Um, we all got in, and we all, I, I, I remember we all kind of, uh, Robert's booth that morning was kind of like the, the, the focal point and the, the congregation point. Uh, uh, Nick had... Uh, the the comic book men were there uh, debuting Cryptozoic Man, which came out uh, really last last Wednesday or Wednesday before. This is Wednesday. But they before, had yeah. they had their the preview issues and they were shooting for uh, an episode of Comic Book Men. And Rock knew about it, told us Saturday night, and Nick went and got in line and came back with a signed book and told me about it. And so then I went. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Nick had to do the same thing, but we had to sign uh, privacy and yeah. the release form. So we may or may not be on a future episode of this season's Comic Book Men. Awesome. Uh, then after that... Um, I would love it if Nick showed up on Comic Book Men wearing the Star Joe's t-shirt. How awesome would that be? <laughs> that would probably that would be fuzzed be out or something. But I'd be like, you know what he says. You right. know what it is. <laughs> Um, and then after that, I went over and uh, picked up my Power Girl commission from Scott Blair. Oh, that looks uh, he awesome does, too, yeah. He, he does awesome, awesome work, and I, I've known Scott now for a couple years, so I caught up with him. Um, I then went over and picked up a uh, Tom King's book, uh, like Ryan said, uh, and I've read about half of it, and it's really, really good. So I recommend that, cheap plug. By Tom King's book, A Once Crowded Sky. Will do. Amazon. Yep. Um, then after that, uh, I think that was 
that was really it for Sunday. I know uh, we all just kind of walked around. Uh, then we went to lunch, and that's it. Like I, I, Sunday was definitely more laid back than, uh, than than Friday night and Saturday. It was more of a it was a, a recoup day. It was also the first week of the of the NFL season, so yeah. it kind of being in Baltimore, you kind of got the the football buzz of everything going on while, while we were eating lunch. Uh, and I can't think of the place that we ate, but I know we ate there twice. We ate their dinner Saturday night. Oh, oh Pratt Street. Yeah, uh, Alehouse. Alehouse, yeah. Um, I also talked to John Thurman. Shout out to John. I know he's on the, the cartoon episodes, but it was really good to uh, talk original art and commissions with John. Uh, it's the first time I had got to meet him. Yeah, he's he's, he's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to that stuff. So Yes. Um, yeah, I know, that, that's really it. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah, I know Sunday, uh, I think we were all get, kind of getting run down at that point. Uh, very little sleep the whole weekend. And uh, by the time Sunday came, we were like, we have a long drive ahead of us. <laughs> yes, we were we were preparing for the pending doom of uh, the, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yes. <laughs> and are going to go through justice territory again. <laughs> And uh, speaking of which, as Nick had mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, there was a Geico booth at Baltimore Comic-Con, and there was a guy dressed up as the Geico Lizard. And I wasn't going to go over and have my picture taken with him, but then when Nick and I were walking around, we looked behind us, and there happens to be the Geico Lizard walking right behind us. And I was like, he's like, you have to have your picture taken now. He's following us. And I was like, right. I was like, all right. And then I gave you a fan. They were passing out fans of the Geico Gecko Lizard's face. Yes. Yes. So, so you got one of those. Right. Um, it was and, a theme. <laughs> and uh, I did find a bootleg bootleg copy of uh, Muppet Babies, the entire oh, the, the entire series. DVDs, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was cool because you I don't mind getting a bootleg of something that is not being produced. Yeah. I you mean, know they're not ever There's so it. many licensing agreements with that show that they're never gonna be able to make a DVD for the United States. The seasons of it, yeah. So um uh, so I don't mind getting a bootleg of something like that because I'm not gonna get it any other way. So um I have not checked it out yet to make sure that it's a good bootleg copy, but <laughs> in my mind it's perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> the eight year old Ryan approved. Right, exactly. I, I mean up. there was so many cool references in that that show of just clips from movies and things like Star that. Wars, Star Indiana Wars, Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I, I loved that show because of it. So, well, they they might. I mean, I don't know anything, but they Disney owns Muppets now. Disney owns Lucas, and Disney owns Marvel. Right. So there, there. I know that there were Spider Man and Hulk references, and like you said, the Indiana Jones and Star Wars stuff. So. There may be, I mean, they, they might be a little watered down. There might be an official release yeah. soon. Yeah, I was because they, of, they might still have to take some stuff out, but uh, you never know. But they will be able to keep a lot of stuff still in there, like you said. So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. If they do come out with an official version of it, I'll probably get it that way too. But for right now, the bootleg's the only way you can really find it. So, um, so yeah, then we had the long drive home. Uh, I think we were all pretty tired. We were all trying to keep each other awake, or at least you guys were trying to keep me awake for the most part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate some, that. <laughs> some some very spirited conversation towards <laughs> the latter the latter half of Pennsylvania, yeah. first half of 
of Ohio. Right. Um, we got to know each other very well, let's put it that way. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I felt bad because right after getting back to my house, I spirited you away for another. Well, you first you guys dropped us off. Right. Then I, I drove Nick home. Then I drove back and I went to bed because I was exhausted. Right. Then right. That, by the time I drove back home and went to bed, I know you were probably getting back to your house. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Travis, oh my God, dude, you got another <laughs> two, three hour drive ahead of you. Right. You know, we got back, what, like 10, 10, 10 30, I think. Yeah. And Which was probably better than you were probably expecting, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I I had expected between midnight and one. Um, I, I I had caught a few cat naps here and there. I mean, they weren't long naps, yeah. but quick power naps, ten fifteen minutes. Um, when I wasn't jostling you awake uh, with the whiplash. <laughs> that was that that was my my favorite. Inside joke, uh, one of them, but it was <laughs> it, it was it just we we all were. Wait a minute, what other inside jokes did you guys have on me? <laughs> oh, no, 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 that was it. That was it. But the well, you know the other like the let's get it on oh, and all of that. There were so many just like inside jokes, and we all were almost at that slap happy like exactly. we're all awake to keep each other awake. Yeah. And I was surprised. Uh, no, uh, no Schmitz stories this year, though. There was, there was no nobody asked. No dark reveals of Chuck this year. <laughs> <laughs> nobody asked. But it, it, it was good. That was. I mean, I, I, I had an amazing time at the con. But I'll be honest with you guys, I had a lot of fun just on the car ride. It, yeah. You guys, had, oh, the, yeah. the whole experience for the whole weekend turned from you know me being. You know, and I, I told Ryan this, and I've, I've told Chuck uh, through text and, and Facebook, but it, I, I feel like I've gone from, you know, a fan to a friend. And even, you know, at points, you guys are like my brothers at arms. Like, yeah. I, I know I can talk to you guys now, and it, it just it it was just an awesome weekend, and just the the talking and the the camaraderie, and just the whole weekend was was awesome, and it wasn't just about buying comics or right. commissions it, it was the the whole experience yeah yeah and, and that's why and that's honestly why we liked baltimore so much and why we went back was because we got to see like you were saying we got to see all these people that we've become friends with that like you said they've become our brothers um and i mean that in the a very almost literal sense i mean when i see mike myers he says he calls me his brother i mean it's it's that's how close we all are with each other and the more people we can bring in, like we were just talking with about Andre and uh, his email, like, hey, if you if you want to come and hang out with us, you're more than welcome to hang out with us the whole weekend. Uh, that's like Chuck said, that's how we get to know you. That's how we get to become friends with you. Yeah. And you can never have. That's how we sleep with you too. Right. right. You're in the inner circle now, dude. <laughs> right. You're part of the Memphis Mafia. You're right. in. Just, oh. just remember, there are some things that happen in Baltimore that only stay in Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> you signed a disclosure. I did. Ice cold water, only one dollar. Ice cold water. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so yeah, so that was the Baltimore trip. Um, Good times. It was I, a, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, um, but I thought what we could also do since since we're here is. Uh, talk a little bit of comic talk uh marvel released their 
second or third wave of their Marvel Now uh, stuff. Marvel Now, uh, back there's, then. Yeah, there's quite a few titles that they're going to be coming out with, and I just wanted to kind of get your guys' opinions on them, uh, right. see if they're got? even something you're interested in or not. Um, so one of the first titles that they announced was Electra, which is going to be written by Zeb Wells, and the artist is going to be Mike Del Mundo. Is that um, going to have, like, Daredevil with Elektra or just Daredevil? It's by just Elektra. Now, Wells says it's about her trying to find herself through the uh, through violence, of course. Right. He says, I don't want to give too much away, but Elektra is given a list of targets to hunt that are even deadlier than her, <laughs> and she becomes a hunter of assassins. I hope she hunts Daredevil. <laughs> no, uh, I, I probably won't pick it up. I mean, eh. For me, I... I oh, go ahead, Travis. I, I may... I, I'm interested in possibly picking up the first trade, or if uh, I know via like Twitter and and Facebook there are creators and fans that will retweet a digital code, and I've snagged a digital code here and there. Like it's a it's a borrow. Like I you know if I, I want to try it, but I, I'm not fully. I don't know. Yeah. It, I'm not fully into it, not but if it somehow works in with Mark Wade's Daredevil, then I would be all in. Yeah, like, I, mean, I yeah. think that would be same a good. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Travis. Uh, I everything I've read, I, and granted, I haven't read a lot of Zebwells, but I, everything I have read of Zebwells, I've really liked. So that has me interested. I really like the concept that he's going for of her hunting other assassins. Um, so if I hear that it's good, I would probably be inclined to pick up the trade. But yeah, I'm not going to probably pick up any of the issues. Um, it seems like something that would be good as a chunk read anyway. So, um, so the next title, uh, I'll tell you right up front when you hear the concept, I thought was horrible, but, um, but at first I was excited to hear about it was all new ghost rider and all new is going to be part of the title, by the way, you'll, you'll notice that being a trend with some of these because all new X-Men has been doing so well that they are putting all new in front of just about everything. So uh, it's written by Felipe Smith and artist is Trad Moore, which I'm not familiar with either of them. Um, Smith, uh, the writer, says, Our all-new Ghost Rider, as the title suggests, is an absolutely new character, Robbie Reyes. Robbie's an East Los Angeles high school senior with a short fuse and a passion for electronic music and absolutely anything powered by an engine. In comparison to previous ghostwriters, he's young and inexperienced, which I thought Daniel Ketch was young and inexperienced too, but whatever. Um, he says, but his harsh inner city upbringing, overall distrust for most people, and serious contempt for his violence, uh, violent surroundings make him the perfect host for the spirit of vengeance. The circumstances by which Robbie becomes our blazing anti-hero differ from those of his predecessors, and his vehicle of choice is an automobile. So, in more than one way, this is a story of a different brand of Ghost Rider. Yeah, I'm out. No motorcycle? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, unless it's the General Lee on fire, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not even a rider anymore. He's like a driver. Yeah. He's a ghost driver. Right. Exactly. I am a big fan of the character Ghost Rider. I love the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. I love the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. But, yeah, the second you're taking him off of a motorcycle and you're making him this inner street punk thug yeah. that loves engines and rock music. I'm like, all right, you're already... I mean, what about the like the older Ghost Riders, like in the movies and stuff like that? Put them on a horse from yeah. the Old West. That would be cool. Into, you know, yeah, that would be cool. I'd like something like that. Tie it into the Old West or something. But, yeah, I was... I read... The second I saw Automobile, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. There's no way. That won't last long. No, it's not going to. 
I don't need a dubstep ghostwriter. No, no, not a dubstep ghostwriter. Yeah, I think they're trying to cash in on the whole Fast and Furious thing going on. So, uh, so the next title is All New Invaders. Uh, it's written by James Robinson. I didn't like the old Invaders. <laughs> and Steve Pugh. Do you know even know who the Invaders were? Nope. No, I didn't think you did. So, uh, Hence, I didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this series will initially follow the classic four members of the original Invaders, which was Captain America, Winter Soldier, Namor, and the original Human Torch. Well, that sounds good. And it'll put them in the present-day battle against the Kree. Well, that doesn't sound bad. So, maybe I like I, this. <laughs> I'm going to pick it up. I've been a, a Invaders fan. Yeah, I'll borrow um, yours. <laughs> there you go. I, I'll give you the digital copies. Yeah, Thanks, I'll buddy. I'll give you the digital codes. Uh but I also uh, want to see how Bucky and, and Cap uh, work as a team again. Yeah. So maybe we'll see we'll see some some of that again, or you know oh, maybe even... I was loving the Winter Soldier stuff Marvel put out. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Brew Baker stuff. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Um, yeah, I'm really interested in this title. I've been leery about any past Invaders titles because they always seem to be pretty short lived, but they've also not really had a good concept. If anything, I'm actually interested in this whole Cree thing because for some reason I like the whole, you know, anytime you're dealing with the scrolls or the Crees or the, the Shi'ar empires and stuff like that, I'm, I'm usually pretty interested right away. Um, now we have, you know, the original invaders. I'm also interested to see how they're bringing the original, uh, human torch back. So, uh, cause that's not Johnny blaze. No, no, I know. Like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> For or the, not Johnny Blaze, uh, Johnny Storm. Johnny Storm, yeah. yeah. Thanks for the heads up. So, uh, so the next title is All New X Factor, which I already know Chuck's out. Yeah, I'm out. But uh, it's it's writer Peter David and artist is Carmine D. Giadomenico. Long, long last name. <laughs> uh, so the premise behind this is it features a government-sponsored team of mutants, including Polaris, Quicksilver, and Gambit. Uh, David said it picks up sort of directly after X Factor 260, uh, he said, I dropped some reasonably on obvious hints in that one uh, as to what direction we were going in. I already know Chuck's out because it's dealing with the X-Men, but what about you, Travis? Um, I'm out. I was, I, I'm a big fan of Peter David, uh, of a lot of his work. I love his X-Factor. Yeah. But I, I feel this is I, – I, I don't have to feel. I know this is just a, a sales ploy from Marvel – Canceling the the longest running book that the highest numbered book from Marvel to yeah. just get a new number one out and it just it, it the the last series ended and I just I I guess I'm salty but I just I, I don't I'm gonna vote with my dollar this time yeah. I, I wish they just would have kept the series running instead of revamping it at a number one. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you, Travis. Uh, I really love the original X-Factor run. Uh, I loved it when they took it back to its original numbering, uh, and I really liked how they ended it, and I don't like... And I may have been on board for this one, because I do like Peter David, and I do like X-Factor and everything else, but I don't like the premise that they're going with. I don't like this whole government-sponsored team of mutants. That seems to have never worked. They've tried it multiple times. It's never worked. Uh, I don't even know if Peter David can make it work. So I'm kind of right. I'm kind of doing the same thing where I'm voting with my dollar that this is not the X factor that I want. 
Uh, I'm waiting for them to do. I'll wait for them to do another uh, Madrox miniseries to introduce bringing X Factor, the real X Factor, back again. So, um, so the next uh, title is Avengers Undercover, and this uh, is written by Dennis Hopeless and artist Kev Walker. Uh, the series follows the survivors of Avengers Arena as they try to infiltrate the Masters of Evil. Uh, Hopeless said that the characters who survived Murder World came out of out the other side much different than they went in. Those psychological scars from the arena weigh heavily on all of the kids. They don't fit so well into their old lives. They no longer feel like they belong, and they're looking for a way to get back at what the, uh, back what they've lost. All of this leads them down the path of Avengers Undercover. So, what do you think, Chuck? I mean, I, I like the Avengers as a whole, but this doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in. Yeah. Eh. How about you, Travis? Uh, I liked Avengers Arena and the concept of it. It was kind of uh, kind of a cool concept. Uh, I, I, I picked the trade up on this one just to see where they're going, uh, you know, because they're going to need six to eight issues before they could really hit the ground running and yeah. start to get a feel for what the series might be. So uh, I, I I might check the trade out on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same boat. I read the first three or four issues of Avengers Arena and was surprised at how much I liked it. I have not picked up the trades, although I, I have full intention to do so because I've heard it continue to be really good. Um, I, like I said, I was totally surprised. I picked up the first issue thinking I wouldn't like it, but I would try the first issue and really, really liked it. Um, this one I'll probably wait till the trade also because I would want to read the Avengers Arena first. Um, I think this is the same writer. I don't know if it's the same artist, but I think it's the same writer that was on Avengers Arena. I think Hopeless was the the guy writing Avengers Arena. So in a way, this is this almost has a similar feel to what you were just talking about with X Factor to me, where it's just okay, let's start another new title uh, right. to uh, to get people to buy another new number one. So I don't know how how long it has, but but we'll see. So. So, uh, so Nick's joining us uh, now. We are actually in the process. We've gotten gotten through uh, the Baltimore talk, and we are actually talking about Marvel now. Some of the new uh, titles that are coming out, and kind of getting a feel if if there's something of interest to you or not. So, uh, you know what? Not not really. I mean, they're they're ending a couple of the series that I like already: Scarlet Spider and Venom. Yeah, and and those. I, I read those two, and then I read um, Wolverine and the X-Men and Superior Spider-Man. Okay. Well, we're going over a few of the new titles that they announced. So um, we're up to now Avengers World. So uh, let me go over what Avengers World is. Uh, it's writers Nick Spencer uh, and Jonathan Hickman, and artist is Stefano Caselli. Spencer said, what the book is all, all about is really the title. This is a book about geography. It's about what Marvel Earth looks like now. Obviously, we've seen the Avengers make a pretty big statement about this world being under their protection and them being the representatives of our world. So it felt like it was time to do a book about what that planet looks like. Not just Marvel New York or Marvel Space, but what does Marvel Europe, Asia, and Africa look like right now? So, Chuck, what do you think? I mean, the premise sounds okay. Okay. You know, you get to see what else is going on outside of, like, New York. Yeah. How about, uh, Travis, what do you think about that title? Uh, I'm going to pass. I dropped all Avengers books right after Secret Invasion and never really looked back. Oh, wow. So um, I like the Avengers, but 
what interests you guys and like what might be going on in other parts of the world. What's going on in other parts of the world doesn't really, I, I doesn't really float my boat. I, I've got no interest in, in this book at all. Okay. Uh, Nick, what about you? How many more Avengers books do we need? <laughs> <laughs> that That's actually my concern. I will probably pick up this book because uh, with Hickman being involved in the writing, I've heard it is going to tie into the other two Avengers books, which are the only Avengers books I even pick up anyways. I pick up Avengers and New Avengers. So if this one's going to kind of tie in with those, I will pick it up. But that's kind of the reason why I haven't picked up any other Avengers books is because I kind of feel like I have to read these two Avengers books to know everything that's going on. So I don't mind adding a third one, but if it starts going beyond that and they're like, oh, you have to read these ones, then I might do what Travis did, which is I might just drop all the Avengers titles altogether uh, just because it starts to get to be too much. So, so Didn't they just have, like, Avengers Academy? Yeah. Yeah. There was Avengers Academy, and then that changed into, like, Avengers Arena, and then we just found that that's going to change into Avengers Undercover. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, they're obviously trying to play up the whole Avengers. What happened to Secret Avengers? Uh, that is still around, as far as I know. I mean, isn't that kind of like Undercover Avengers? Uh, the Undercover Avengers is going to deal, it sounds similar, but it's going to deal with the survivors from Avengers Arena, because that title's ending, and Avengers Undercover is going to pick up where that leaves off, so... So at least they are dropping some Avengers titles to add other ones, but <laughs> but yeah, I've stuck with only two Avengers titles, and I haven't had any problems with that. But like I said, I might add this Avengers world to that, but if they start making me feel like I have to add a fourth title or a fifth title to actually know what's going on, then, I'm, then I'll just drop all the Avengers titles altogether, so... So after Avengers, what was it? Avengers World? Is that what yeah. it said was? Yeah. Avengers Universe. <laughs> nice. Maybe. Avengers Cosmic. Yeah. Right. So yeah, when they start doing that, then I'll I'll just place. Like, so I'll just drop them all. So I don't mind adding one more title because uh, I was collecting three or four Avengers titles before, and I went down to two. So I don't mind adding one more back. But if I get back up, if if I feel like I need to get back up to four or five because they're all tying into each other, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna drop them all then. I mean, there there is one more they can milk. I mean, they can do Asgardian Avengers, right? Right. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get into a title like that. I'd buy that. <laughs> um. So the next title on the list was Black Widow, uh, which is written by Nathan Edmondson and artist is Phil Noto. Uh, Edmondson said, without giving too many of our plot turns away. Natasha Romanoff is a character driven by atonement. She's a hero now, but she was a villain and a dirty one. The kinds of things she's guilty of in her past in Russia do not go away with some vitamin B and a glass of water in the morning. And we'll see that her penance, if you will, is both interior and exterior. She's helping her own psyche as well as those she's she's injured in a very particular way. Chuck, any interest in Black Widow? If it's anything like how they did Winter Soldier, yeah, then yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that was a really good book. I enjoyed that. Okay. Travis, how about you? Uh, I I'm gonna pick this up and add it to my pull file. Like I I feel like this is gonna be the sleeper title, similar to how Hawkeye. Yeah. Just blew up in popularity. Like nobody expected the Hawkeye book. Right. So I have high hopes, only because. You know, it is a solo Avengers, so I, I feel like this might be the sleeper. 
but uh, I'm interested in in the story. So this is one that I, I am going to be adding and reading. Okay. Uh, Nick, how about you? Uh, yeah, I think I'll wait for the uh, the reviews from you guys Okay. before I uh, pick up on it. Okay. Uh, for me, it's going to be something that I'll, I will probably wait for the trade. Uh, I am very interested, mostly because of the writer that's on it. Uh, Nathan Edmondson did the series called The Activity, uh, which unfortunately seems like it's ended. Uh, but it went for, I think, 15 or 16 issues. It was an amazing espionage book, and I feel like that's what Black Widow is. Obviously, she's a spy. So um, so the writer has me thinking this could be really, really good, um, and I'm sure that's why they picked them. But I'm going to kind of hold off and, and, again, probably just wait for the trade. If I hear it's good, I'll, I'll pick it up. Uh, Black Widow, they, unfortunately, they've tried to redo, again, so many times as an ongoing series, and it's never... Never taken off, so we'll see. Maybe it's just better as a mini. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel. I know there is a title Captain Marvel out right now, but they are going to relaunch it again. Why? <laughs> um, is, it, is it not going to be the same? It's still. I thought he was a DC character. It's still going to be no. <laughs> it's still going to be Carol Danvers. It's still <laughs> her being Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm. I'm, yeah, I'm out. I can just say I'm out. Be- for that simple reason. So I don't know if anyone else is interested in it. It's written by Kelly no. Sue DeConnick and artist is David Lopez. I'm uh, out as well. Nick? Yeah, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> fool me once, shame on me. Yeah. <laughs> or fool me twice, shame on you, or however that goes. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the Miss Marvel series that they did a while back that went for like 50-some issues, that was pretty good. I liked that, but this new Captain Marvel series I really didn't like. I read one and a half issues. I couldn't even get through the second issue. So, um, so I'm out, uh, inhuman. Uh, it's written by Matt fraction and artist is Joe Madeira. Uh, the series follows the fate of the, of King black bolt and his Royal family in the aftermath of the infinity event, uh, in which new inhumans have sprung up all around the globe, forcing the once secret society of the inhumans, uh, into the open. Uh, any interest, Chuck? No. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound like anything I'd be interested in at all. Okay. Well, you're not even reading Infinity, so. No. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Travis? Um, I'm interested. Uh, I'm really digging Infinity. I like it a lot. I've actually picked up the the crossovers. So I guess when I said I haven't read an Avengers <laughs> book, I have read the the crossovers for Infinity. You liar. Um, I know. I know. I just realized that after I said that, but. Uh, I'm interested in this, uh, only pending the ending of, of Infinity, because okay. it hasn't happened yet. So. Right. And we know how Marvel is with their endings of events. So. Lord. Right. So, the pending ending, we will we will see how if this one is added to the pool list. How about you, Nick? That doesn't interest me. Okay. Um, I'm kind of the same boat as you, Travis. I want to see how uh, Infinity ends. I think it's been really, really good so far. I've really been enjoying it. Um, I've liked Inhumans in the past. Not a huge fan of them, but I'm not not a hater of them either. So depending on how this event ends would determine if I'm going to pick this up or not uh, to give it a try. Uh, I like Matt Fraction's writing, so so that's a plus. Uh, Then we have Iron Patriot. Uh, which is James Rhodes in the uh, USA armor yeah, type Yeah, the USA Patriot armor. Right. Uh, 
basically it's it's written by Alice Cott and uh, Gary and artist Gary Brown. And he said uh, the writer said James Rhodes is the human equivalent of Superman, the Man of Steel in the Marvel universe. He wants to do good and good only. What he realizes in the beginning of our story is that he's got a deep need to adjust his life. What does James Rhodes want to stand for? What does he uh, want Iron Patriot to stand for? You will know by the end of issue number one. Any interest? It, it, it sounds like they're cashing in on the movie. Yeah. So, no. Okay. Uh, Travis? Um, I love Rhodey, but I I don't need to read a, another Captain America Superman <laughs> mashup, so pass. How about Nick? Well, War Machine was one of my favorites, so I'll give this one a try. Okay. I, I thought there was a chance it might hook you. I, I'm a huge fan of War Machine also. Um, right. I probably will pass on this one. if It's, again, going to be one of those ones where if I hear it's good, I might pick it up in a trade. So I, I might trust your judgment, If they Nick. do it well, that could be the sleeper. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll probably listen listen for your, uh, your review of that, Nick, before <laughs> I decide right. if I'm going to pick up the trade or something. Um, speaking of Avengers in Asgard, <laughs> uh, another title coming out is called Loki, Asian of Asgard. Uh, writer is uh, Al Ewing, and artist is Lee Garbett. Uh, the series will follow Loki, who has been depicted as a teenager in recent years. Ewing said this ser- uh, in this series, Loki isn't the old self that he used to be. He's as adult as Kate Bishop is uh, from Hawkeye. Uh, a young man of stolen wealth and varied taste with uh, with the universe as his oyster and a penchant for black nail varnish. So we're stripping uh, that story right back to the basics and giving him at least an, the illusion of a fresh start back to the core of the trickster and mischief maker. Hmm. Any interest, Chuck? Nah, I don't need a Loki-only story. Okay. I'm good. Travis? If it was a mini... Maybe, but I feel this is a movie cash-in with Thor coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, you're probably right. Nick? That sounds like James Bond to me, right? I mean, come on. (laughs) Really, he's a villain. That's the way he should stay. We don't care about that, like his mischievous ways. Yeah, I feel like they're cashing in on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. uh, thing along with the Thor movie and putting them both together and saying, well, if you like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you'll like this. If you like the Thor movie, you'll like this, so... Well, yeah, I think it, a lot has to do with uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston's portrayal of Loki in the movies. You know, he's like, it's popular for, you yep. know, everybody likes it, so they're trying to cash in on that. Yep. Now, if they draw it to look like him from the movie, then you know it's a direct rip Yeah, from that. Yeah. Another title is New Warriors. Uh, writers Christopher Yost and artist is Marcus Toe. And the series will feature a team initially consisting of Speedball, Justice, Nova, and a host of new characters, including Sun Girl, uh, a human, who's a human, uh, Hachi, an inhuman, and a racially a demigod, uh, Water Snake, who's an Atlantean, and a clone by the name of the Scarlet Spider. Chuck, any interest in this one? No. No? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't really dig all that cosmic okay. stuff like that. So well, it's no. not cosmic, really. Eh, some of it is. Some of it. I'm out. Travis? I'm in. Uh, I loved... This is as close to the the New Warriors back when Scarlet Spider was originally in it with uh, Speedball and, yep. and Justice and those guys. And I like the new Scarlet Spider, so yep. uh, I'm definitely in on this one. Okay. Nick? 
Oh, maybe if it leads into Civil War too, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that'll change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's, you know, what wasn't it uh, one of those... Uh, Yes, new, uh, it was the new warriors. It was a, a new right. take on the new warriors. Uh, not a good one, but yes, they are the ones that yeah. caused the uh, civil war to start. Right. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'm all in on this one, also. Uh, just like Travis, I might even be more all in than you are, Travis, because uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Christopher Yost's writing. I've yet to read something of his I didn't like. Um, I love the current Nova series that's out there. Uh, I love, much like uh, Nick, I'm a big fan of the Scarlet Spider series, so I love the fact that even though that title's going away, I'm still getting to deal with that character. Um, the only thing with this one that has me kind of iffy right now is uh, I love Speedball, but the whole it seems like they've kind of, I don't know if you any of you guys have been reading Nova, but they've introduced Speedball in the Nova series, which made me know that this was kind of coming, this whole New Warriors thing. Um, they've kind of forgotten the whole... Civil War with him, where he became Penance, and he's more dark and brooding. He's kind of that goofy speedball character from the old New Warrior series, which is fine, but I don't know why that transition happened. I don't I don't remember him the changed. reset. Yeah, I don't remember the reset, where also now he's this happy-go-lucky kid again. Well, so that, That's the whole point of uh, Marvel now, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a reboot like DC's was, so I don't know. Um... But I don't. I ultimately I won't care. Much like uh, like Travis was saying, like I, this is as close to the original New Warriors series as you can get as far as characters and everything. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, just a couple other titles here. Uh, one is the Punisher is getting relaunched again with Nathan Edmondson, who was doing the Black Widow that we mentioned earlier, and Mitch Gerards, who I believe was the artist on the activity that Nathan Edmondson had worked with. Uh, and there, it's uh, in the series Frank Castle, the New York-based vigilante, relocates to Los Angeles. Uh, about uh, the setting, Edmondson says Los Angeles offers all kinds of fun opportunities. There are mountains, skyscrapers, beaches, and slums, all in a sprawl big enough to host a variety of villainous act- uh, antagonists. The southern border uh, may play a part of the story too. LA is a schizophrenic city. It has so many identities we can never uh, get bored having Frank interact with each of them, uh, and uh, and nearby our military bases as well. Yeah. So any interest in that? Yeah, I, I'll I'll try it because I like the Punisher. Okay. So I'll give it a couple of issues. Um, if I don't try the issues, I, I'll definitely pick it up and trade. Okay. Just to see it. I've always liked the Punisher as a character. Yeah. Well, you like it because he does the things a lot of other heroes won't do. Right. Which is kill. You kill them. <laughs> uh, then you move on. Travis, how about you? Uh, I'm going to definitely get the trade for this one. Uh, Punisher has been a New York East Coast like villain hero, anti-hero for all of his life. So seeing him uh, in California would yeah. be interesting. Yeah. How about Nick? Yeah, I mean, I'll give it a few issues. I, I, I like the, the idea, and, and it's like it's starting over, so... I mean, you don't have to know too much about the backstory or anything like that. Right. So, I mean, I'll give it a few issues to see how it is. Yeah. This might be one that if I hear it's really good, and I have to hear it's, like, really good for me to pick up even the trade on it. Um, I do like The Punisher. Uh, I'm just not sure how I feel about taking him out of New York. Uh, but I love the creative team on this because, again, these are the guys that did the activity, which I was a huge fan of. 
Um, so maybe so, it'll be really military then. Yeah, so we'll see. It could I mean, be. how many superheroes does New York need? Sure. Exactly. I mean, you don't have to have everybody in New York. True, so. true. Uh, I just don't know how I feel about L.A., though. Put them in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Chicago would work. Yeah. I'd be more inclined if it was Chicago than L.A., I think. Well, I get it. Um, There's a lot of crazies he could bust ass in, in yeah. L.A. Yeah. Um, have a little Dodger hat on him. I'm just going to mention this real briefly because I don't think any of us are even interested in this, but there's going to be a new She-Hulk title. Out. Anyone mm. interested in that one? Want to even hear what it's about? <laughs> nah. Travis? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then the other, uh, one of the other big ones here was uh, Silver Surfer, which is going to be written by Dan Slott, and the artist is Mike Allred. Uh, the series set uh, sees Norrin Rad severed from Galactus and free to explore the universe. Slott said the, the way I look at the uh, Surfer is that he's the embodiment of freedom. The character has really been two things since uh, he became Silver Surfer. He's been a slave to Galactus, and he's been a prisoner of Earth, trapped beyond uh, that great barrier. There's something about him where the minute you take the barrier away, the minute you take him away from Galactus, he's the guy with the board who can go anywhere and do anything. So, any interest, Chuck? Well, I, I like Dan Slott because I like the Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, that's intriguing. I don't really know a lot about the Silver Surfer. Yeah. So, not really a character I'm interested in. Okay. Wait a minute. You're, you're reading Superior Spider-Man? No. Oh, then how, how can you make that statement? <laughs> make what statement? That you like Dan Slott's writing. I, I did when Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But it's still really good writing. Yeah, I'm not interested in that character. <laughs> if it's not Peter Parker's Spider-Man, it's not for this guy. It's still really good. I don't care. It might be really good, but I'm just going to wait okay. until he comes back. It's a ploy. It's He'll good. come back. Well, of course he's coming back. Dan then, then I'll buy it when he comes back. Dan Slott said he's going to come back. Then I will buy it when he I'm comes back. I'm just saying back. it's still a really good story. I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> hey, uh, so the Superior Spider-Man does things that other heroes don't do. Yeah. He's killed. Yeah. And does he wear a Punisher shirt? No, he wears a Spider-Man. You should like that even more because you does love Spider-Man. Does he have Spider-Man. a gun? He has a lot of weapons, yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. He has a Spider-Army. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I was whole soured on all of Spider Man when Peter Parker disappeared, and you didn't give it a chance. Not I gave it a I gave it a little bit of a chance. Not I read much. the first two books. I, I like it, but I I can't wait for Peter to actually come back. Right, yeah, I think it's gonna be awesome. I'm looking forward to right now uh, Green Goblin. What Green Goblin has planned right now, and how Doc Ock's gonna deal with that as yes. Spider Man. So I think that's gonna build up to a nice big story. So. But we're talking Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Uh, so I like Dan Slott when I yeah. read him with Peter Parker Spider-Man. I don't know a lot about the Silver Surfer, so probably no. I, I, I yeah. would not. And you're not into Marvel Cosmic stuff anyway. No, not so. at all. Uh, Travis, how about you? I'm in for Dan Slott's writing. I also read uh, Superior Spider-Man, and I'm loving uh, where he's going. Um not the biggest fan of Mike Allred. Yeah. I almost actually don't like his artwork at times, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot. At least uh, I'm going to pick up the issues at least the first to the first trade, the first six issues. Okay, uh, Nick. No, I'm not a big Silver Surfer fan, so I'll probably not okay. read that. Um, this one I have mixed feelings about, and Travis, you pretty much mentioned a lot of them for me, but. Uh, I 
am a Marvel Cosmic fan, uh, especially since Annihilation started uh, years ago. I've been following almost everything Marvel Cosmic since then uh, and have liked almost all of it. Uh, I love Dan Slott's writing. Uh, I've been reading Superior Spider-Man. I was reading it before uh, when it was Peter Spider-Man. Um, I like the character Silver Surfer, uh, but I absolutely hate Mike Allred's artwork. Uh, I am not a fan, I, and it's not that I think he's a bad artist. It's just so not my cup of tea as what far as draw? art. Um, he drew, I can show you, hold on one second. He did the X-Force stuff, like, yeah. with with Gloop. I have it right here. This, this is his artwork. Oh, that's right. You know, I, okay, yeah, yeah I'm, in, I'm in a room, and I'm showing the X-Statics. X-Statics, yeah, not X-Force, X-Statics. Yeah, so that's his artwork right there. It's, yeah, it's not the greatest. I mean, it's not terrible. Or not no, it's not. Game. It's not a bad. It's not that he's a bad artist. It's just it's so not my cup of tea that it, his yeah. his art's enough to drive me away. I, I'm not throwing up in my mouth. I mean, it's yeah. all right. Yeah, I I don't like it at all. So, <laughs> especially when you're getting it month after month after month, I'm like, uh, I'd rather take regular basic comic book art than take that. So, um. But I know people that absolutely love Allred's art. Like, I know people that, like, drool over his art. Yeah. Um, I'm just not one of them. And like I said, his art in Silver Surfer is enough to kind of keep me away. So maybe if it changes a creative art, uh, creative team to a new artist, I might pick it up later. But, um, but yeah, I'm probably not going to pick this up just because of the artist that's on it. So Sorry, fans of Mike Allred. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Everybody's got their own opinion. All right, so the only other thing, I uh, that was all the titles coming out from uh, Marvel Now, uh, as far as the new stuff. Uh, and we and just let our listeners know, we do have uh, a couple other emails and some questions that were from the forums. Uh, we'll cover that next, probably next time that we do a show. Uh, I wanted to give enough time also. Uh, one of the topics, one of the things that Marvel's about to do is that they're going to do uh, re-release Miracle Man or Marvel Man, however you want to remember them. But they're going to re-release that series, and then they're going to finish it. So it, I don't remember how many issues were in the original series. Travis, I don't, do you know how many issues were in the original series? Yes, uh, 24 issues. Okay. Uh, it, uh, it, it started off the first 16 with Alan Moore. Neil Gaiman picked up at 17 or 18. Yeah. And it just... It ended. Stop. Yeah, it just ended. Yeah. So they were going to do, um, and I was going to say it was 23 or 24, but I wasn't sure, so I figured I'd turn to, to your expertise on it. Um, I have never read it, but I've heard nothing but amazing things, and this was a title that never was collected because of all the licensing rights with it and everything else as far as who owned it and, and everything else. Um yeah. It was uh, it was a mess. The yeah. original company that made it. Well, first it was in the United Kingdom. Real quick backstory, if anybody's interested. It started out as Marvel Man in the uh, United Kingdom uh, when it was reprinted by Eclipse. I think it was Eclipse. Yep. Uh, they had to switch it to Miracle Man because Marvel said nope. You can't have Marvel and call him Marvel Man. Um, and then Eclipse went bankrupt, and that's why it stopped being published. 
then Todd McFarlane in Image, in the early Image days, uh, bought all of the assets to Eclipse, thinking he had then bought the rights to Miracle Man, and he showed up, the Man of Miracle showed up in Spawn. Yeah. Well, then he really only bought the rights to the logo of Miracle Man instead of the rights of Miracle Man because they never, Eclipse never had Marvel Man rights because it was a ripoff of a ripoff. So it's been in legal mumbo jumbo and legal limbo for years and years at this point. And really the only way you could get the title is if you went out and sought out the original issues. Yes. It was never collected. It never could be collected. Well, now they've Marvel's worked their way through all the legal mumbo jumbo. And now they're going to re-release the title as miracle man. They're going to re-release the original issues uh, month after month, starting in January, I believe is the first issue is going to come out. And the first two are coming out in January. Yeah. First two. That's correct. Um, and then, uh, then they're going to actually finish it, and I believe it's uh, Gaiman's going to actually finish it, right? Yes, uh, Gaiman and uh, Mark, uh, uh, is it Buckingham or Willingham, the Fables artist? Yes, uh, Buckingham, I believe. Buckingham, they're going to uh, finish it, and from the looks of Solicits, uh, they're going to get all 24 issues in, if they do it by, or you know, two issues a month, they're going to get all of the reprints done, in 2014, so it looks like starting January of 2015 is going to be the new, uh, the final story and the finalization of this yeah. uh, story. So they'll have a year buildup for the the new issue to complete. So hopefully there are no further delays yeah. on the on the new story. So I'm really excited about this because I've always wanted to read it and I didn't want to pay top dollar for the issues or anything like that. So I'm definitely going to be getting it. But what it made me think of is other titles, other things that have been out there that have not been collected or uh, things that have been collected either in a trade or, or some other format that you might like to see in a different format. So in other words, like maybe it's been collected in a trade but you'd like to see it in like a, a hardcover edition or absolute edition or an omnibus edition or something like that. So that was the challenge I put out there was any titles that you personally would like to see collected that haven't been or ones that have been collected, but you'd like to see in a different format. So Travis, I know you, you said you came up with a, a couple. So we'll start with, with you. Uh, which, what things did you come up with that, that you thought you'd like to see? The, it, it falls under both uh, categories, and it, it kind of goes with the Star Joe's thing. Uh, the first one is the Marvel Star series, the kids' books back in the 80s, because they had Masters and they had Thundercats and Spider-Ham. Um, to, to my knowledge, Masters of the Universe and Thundercats have never been reprinted. I know they're terrible stories based off of the cartoon, right. but I still... The, the completest in me would like to see, uh, you know, Masters of the Universe went 13 issues. Thundercats had either just under 20 or above 20. So I'd like to see those. Um, I'd like to see Spider-Ham go from a digest up to a normal trade, a normal size, because I don't like digests okay. at all. Yep. Um, and then the last one is uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh I would love to read 
the Archie Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's all in digest. And yeah. Just like I said, I if it would just be re-released in, I mean, I don't even want hardcovers. That's you know, wishing my a big wish on my behalf. But just a, a standard trade of maybe six issues at a time in standard size of of Sonic because they have 250, 260 issues now that they could, you know, bring out everything uh, in a standard trade size. Yeah, I would, I would actually love to see all of those that you just mentioned. I did get the Sonic, I think it's uh, trade number zero or something like that. I'd asked for it as a birthday gift like a year or two ago and my sister actually picked it up for me and I didn't realize it was a digest size. Yeah, and I still read it and still enjoyed it, but I was like, just like you said, I'd rather see it in a full comic size uh, format. Uh, just like you said, just as a paper trade, it doesn't need to be hardcover or anything like that. And yeah, I'd love to see the other the star stuff because they started doing some of that with like I think the old Ghostbusters was under the star label or, or it was under some type of other label. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'd love to see some of those other star ones come out. So. Uh, Nick, did you have any that that you thought of that you'd like to see? Um, I, I don't remember the exact title, but when I was younger, it was I think it was called "What the." Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I and it was I don't know parodies on stuff. I remember. Forbish man. It wasn't for the guy with the the bucket head. Forbish man was that his name? Um, I don't. It was kind of like, almost like they did. Marvel did their what ifs, and this was like a what the instead of a what if. It was kind of like it was more of like what the hell. It was, it was total spoof type stuff. Right, right. Kind of like a Mad Magazine, and they spoofed their own their own comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was. It was it's a self parodying the Marvel universe. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and it. I think Spider Ham was in it, and they did other things. And I remember reading that when I was young. The Pulverizer. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, let's see. The Pulverizer, Bauer Bratz, Clunk, and Dragon Bit, or Dagon Nabbit. <laughs> Spider Ham, Scarlet Wench. Yes. Scare Devil. Those were some of the ones. And I mean, I, I liked reading that, so I, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm surprised they've never done that. As far as I know, they've never done that. As a collection, so. And there was another one, uh, a comic that I, I read. It, it was a takeoff of the Ninja Turtles, but it was like. Um, Hamsters? Yeah, preteen. Radioactive hamsters. hamsters. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I think something like that. Adolescent, think, mutant, ninja, radioactive, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if I can find it. But. But yeah, there, I remember there were so many things that came out around that time, too. I think, I think the same company that did them, they did. Um, Biker mice from Mars and DNA agents. I loved DNA agents. Preteen, I adolescent, adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Yeah, that's it. That's what it was. So, yeah, I'd like to see that. That that's what I remember. Yeah, and that was from Eclipse Comics. So we were just talking about them. You'll never see it. So, oh, we might. You never. Chuck, did you have anything in particular that? Yeah, the couple that I thought of was the. You remember when the Masters Universe figures were put out? They had a little mini comic with them. Yeah. Get those mini comics and put them in a full size trade. That would be awesome. All of them. That would be awesome. So you can at least enjoy the stories and read those because that's a whole separate canon. There were so many '80s toys that did that that I'd love to see all of them do that. Yeah, that'd be great too. But 
Another one I thought of was, you know, the, the artist editions with the pencils and stuff like that. Yeah. What about the, the MV Creations, like the 2000X Master stuff mm-hmm. with uh, Miliano and Val Staples with the, with the pencils and yeah. stuff like that? That'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even even the old G.I. Joe Marvel stuff, if you get some of the Michael Gold yeah. like artist editions, the pencils and that. Which they did the portfolio. Yeah, but, but I went, yeah, the but, books and stuff. But, even some of the Larry Hama stuff. Yeah. Or the... Um, the Zet covers. Yeah. Mike oh, Zet great. covers yeah. And, and pencils. Which, the Herb Tremp art with the pencils. Which they're doing oh, the yeah. artist edition of the Marvel covers, so I wonder if mm-hmm. we might see some of the G.I. Joe ones in Maybe there. Maybe you might get a couple. So, I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Look, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the... Uh, the hamsters. It was called. I just looked it up. It's called preteen dirty jean kung fu kangaroos. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. No, but that's that's it's it's a, it's another comic. It's um it was created by Lee Mars and published by Blackthorn Publishing, and it ran during the 80s. Nice. It's a parody of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cool. I'd, I'd read that. I've never even heard of it, but I would read it. I wouldn't read it. <laughs> I want to see those Kool-Aid Man comic books traded. <laughs> a, a giant omnibus of all the hostess ads. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so I had, I had a few that I wrote down. Um, one was Dreamwave Transformers. I think there oh, was... Oh, yeah, I, I finished think, that. That'd be great. I thought that there was a trade that there was is, done at yeah. one, but it's, it hasn't been reprinted in years. No. Um, and they only did one trade, one, as far as I know. Yeah. But there was a whole series. Yeah, but there's only one. So I'd love trade, to yeah. see that collected again. That'd be awesome. Um... Rom the Space Knight. Mm. Oh, yeah. Rom. That is lost in licensing hell right now. And I would love... I've never read Rom. I've only read maybe maybe one or two issues when I was a kid. I had Rom as a toy. I had the actual Space Knight toy, uh, which is what it was created for. And unfortunately, I think it's Play School still owns the rights to them. So that's why they're not letting uh, Marvel re-release the comic series. Um, But I'd love to see that collected. In fact... Personally, for me, I would love to see that in like a an, uh, like a, a large omnibus or absolute type edition, where yes. you have like some of the concept art and stuff like that in it too. Yeah, that had some of Steve Ditko's last like major published work in the last few issues. That yeah. was that was a really good series. Yeah, and again, just they're not able to republish it. Speaking of another one that they're not able to republish again because of licensing and everything else, uh, I would love. A, a collected edition. It could just be paperbacks. It doesn't have to be hardcover or anything like that, but a, the Micronauts series. God bless Bill Mantlo. <laughs> he, did, he did both of those. Yeah. Those, those were both and awesome, awesome books. I That was the first series that I collected as a kid. Like I bought comics before this, but the first series I tried to purposely collect as a kid and try to get the whole run of was uh, the Micronauts. And it was something, as I would get an issue, I would just read it. It didn't matter what order it was in. Remember those days when you just pick up a comic and read it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually had all but, I think, two issues. And <laughs> I, OCD will not allow me to do that now. <laughs> and I uh, recently sold the whole series, other than the two issues I was missing, to uh, John Thurman. I was happy to do it because I knew that it would, was going to a good home, that he would really enjoy it. But now I'm like... Geez, should I go and recollect that again? Or, <laughs> but I would really just seller's like seller's remorse. Yeah, it's not so much seller's remorse because I don't want John to feel bad about it. But <laughs> but that's what it is. But, but I'm just like, man, I'd like to reread that again. I I just wish they could get it out of the licensing hell and just have it republished as like a a, a few trades or something like that. Because I think it was only like fifty some issues. So um, I'd love to see that re- reprinted as a trade or a collected edition. 
Um, two DC ones that are just personal favorites of mine. One is the Legion of Superheroes and the Legionnaire series that took place after Zero Hour. They published one trade that I know of, and they never published another trade after that, to, to the best of my knowledge, at least. Hmm. Um, and that is the series that actually got me interested in the Legion of Superheroes. And like I said, there was two titles. There was Legion of Superheroes and Legionnaires, and they came out with one ti- one trade that was called Beginnings that took place after Zero Hour, and it was a total reboot of the characters and everything. But they they never released another trade after that, and to my knowledge, they've never collected any of that either. So uh, since, um, and then the last one for me is just a personal thing. People might hate the series, but uh, was the actual Zero Hour. Uh, I know they collected that in a trade, the, the five issues or whatever it was. What I would like to see done is, you know how Marvel's done those epic series where it's like every issue involved, like the, the epic Clone Saga, the epic Onslaught, epic... Uh, Age of uh, Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse, where it's like four or five volumes. I would like to see that with Zero Hour, where they put all of the Zero Hour issues in there, where time was getting messed up with, and it was like in action comics and Batman and detective comics, because there was a time where I owned every single Zero Hour issue that there was. So I knew the whole story. It was the first thing uh, that got me into DC. That Zero Hour was the first thing I jumped into, so you can only imagine how confused I was when I was reading it. Um, but I would like to see them actually collect that and put it in an order where it makes sense to read it. But they would also have to collect certain titles that were not marked as zero hour. So there was a Spectre issue that didn't have the zero hour title on it, but it was part of zero hour. Um, there was a six part Legion of Superheroes story that was called End of an Era. Um, that only the last two parts of the six part story were actually labeled as zero hour issues, but there was obviously four parts to the story that took place before that. And then there was also, I remember Hawkman had like a six part story. I think it was called God, God spawn where only the last issue of the story was labeled as a zero hour issue. So I would want all of the issues in there, all the story arc in there in this big collection. And in this way, and in an order that makes sense to read it in. So that'd be kind of fun to, to read all of Zero Hour and how it affected the whole DC universe, rather than just those, those five issues that have been collected into the trade. So, <laughs> so those those are my wish lists as far as collections that have not been done or I think should be done in a different format. So, you guys got anything else, or you want to call it a night? I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing. Nick. Uh, I let me talk about Sunday at the Comic Con. Okay. I don't know what you guys went over, but I uh, I got to meet the comic book men. Yes. Uh, I had to stand in line. Uh, with uh, getting in early, I was able to get in line early, so I didn't have to wait that long. I had to sign a release form just in case I'm uh, on TV. Yeah, we were actually saying it'd be funny because I think you were wearing your Star Joe's shirt at the time. And we were like, it'd be funny if that actually get, made it to the air. I, I uh, Yeah, I was wearing a Star Joe shirt. <laughs> Uh, I ran into Rob Bruce after that and talked to him for a few minutes, which was pretty cool. I got a couple sketches from Erica Hesse. I started a Star Wars and a G.I. Joe book, and I had to do Slave Leia in one and Lady J in the other. Oh, that's awesome. Those those were awesome sketches, too. I remember seeing them. Yeah, yeah I like those. They were really good. I think that's about it. All right. 
Yeah, we, we did mention the, the Geico. Uh, oh, did you end up getting, I remember I did mention that I picked up the bootleg of uh, Muppet Babies, but did you end up getting that other bootleg? I forgot, and I was mad. We were driving home that night, and I was like, I, I was thinking to myself, and I was like, oh, F it. Well, we, why don't you tell them what you were going to get then? <laughs> well, because, you know, porn is so expensive. It's like 60 bucks for a, a movie. They had bootlegs of like the superhero ones, and I was gonna, I was gonna pick up Batman XXX. <laughs> I forgot, and I was mad. That's awesome. They had it for what, like ten bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, ten bucks. Yeah. So, I wasn't sure if you went back and got it or not. So, all right. Well, let me go ahead and give our information out. Uh, you can find us at StarJoes.com. You can find us at the ForumForGeeks.com. Uh, just scroll down to StarJoes, and you can chat with us every day there. You can leave us a voicemail message. Uh, we do have one that, uh, for our cartoon episodes. I'm going to play that on our next cartoon episode that we do. Uh, but that phone number is 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Uh, you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at starjoespodcast. And uh, Facebook, Facebook, Stitcher we, Radio. We're on Stitcher Radio. A smarter way to listen. Right. And uh, you can actually make us one of your favorites on yeah. Stitcher Radio. Radio for your mind. And uh, <laughs> and you can also uh, please leave us an iTunes review. Yes, please. Uh, we would appreciate that. We do it read, helps the show. We read every single one on the air, so if that's an incentive for you. Good, bad, or indifferent. Exactly. We will give you your name a hey. shout-out. So. Hey, one more thing. Yeah. Did you guys go over about how, how well I was repping the brand? Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, yes, oh, we yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. You you are an honorary member, sir. <laughs> Probably well you above me. Yes. You, you're you're above me now. Yeah, you're above Chuck. So yeah, excellent. So, um, and uh, did I forget anything for us? As well as you, Travis. You're above me too. Right. Everyone's pretty much above Chuck. Right. So um, I, I'm like the, the janitor. I sweep up the So I did hear I did hear he liked the bottom. Right. Wow. He does. Right. Uh, Travis, anything you wanted to, to plug or, uh, uh, no, uh, I mean, you can, I, I tend to lurk the forums more so than the, the social media. So I do apologize about that, but I'm on Twitter, tfower1, you can find me on Facebook, but I, I tend to do more of the social networking than, than the forum. So, and I, I plan on rectifying that. So, okay. uh, that's it. We'll hold you to that. Okay. Um, and uh, Nick, how about for you? Anything that you wanted to plug or throw out there? Um, I'm mainly on the forums. You can find me there. It's Wolfman. Wolfman Z. Right. So. All right. Cool. Well, uh, that's everything. That's our Baltimore coverage, some comic talk, and uh, and whatnot. But uh, other than that, we'll go ahead. Yeah. And thanks for hanging with us. We yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys uh, jumping out. I know Nick. For you, it's definitely going to be a late night. So. Uh, yeah, I got I got to get up in uh, less than three hours. Yeah, so I really appreciate you making that sacrifice to be on the show here with us. So, uh, no problem. Uh, I'd have been on sooner, but I had to watch Walking Dead. Yeah, no problem. I understood. I understand that. So, all right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Later.